Hawkhead said there's a shortage of people who can look after more than one child. Most of the time when children are being spit up from one another, it is simply because there are not enough foster carers out there. We need people to come forward as foster carers. We have 8,600 fewer foster carers than we need in the UK today. Police in London searching for the missing teenager Alice Gross have arrested a second man on suspicion of murder. 14-year-old Alice was last seen 11 days ago. Police have arrested an 18-year-old man following three suspicious incidents in Princess Risborough. The man, who's from the town, was arrested on Saturday night, as Ewan Duncan reports. A member of staff at a home in Princess Risborough saw a man in a residence room and when she told him to leave, he climbed out of a window and ran away. Shortly after this, a resident in Woodfield Road saw a man standing on some scaffolding holding and called police as he was acting suspiciously. And a woman in her 30s was walking with a friend on Wickham Road when a man exposed himself to them. Police say the offender is white, slim in his late teens to early 20s with dark hair and was wearing a dark coloured hoodie. Wasps Rugby Club, which currently plays home games at Wickham's Adams Park ground, could play in Coventry next season. Coventry Rugby Club's president, Peter Rossborough, says they're currently in talks. We're going to be proactive. We've got to make sure that there's a, you know, if anything does happen, that there's a synergy out there between ourselves and Wasps and that both clubs benefit from their move to uh, the Rika if that happens. Lewis Hamilton claimed his sixth victory of the season, winning the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. He finished ahead of his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and thanked his fans after the race. What a great crowd we have here. This is amazing to see the whole finish line straight is completely filled with fans and you guys make this race so thank you so much for the support. And the weather will be misty at first but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius that's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Song calling me down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home
This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including... Taxi crackdown in Milton Keynes. Call for more foster families in the East. And punters nonplussed by pub grub protester. Who writes this rubbish? Me. Thank you. 08459 455 555. That's the telephone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Milton Keynes Council is set to take action tonight following last week's revelation that a serial rapist was given a taxi licence. There's been widespread condemnation of councillors who approved that driver's application, along with six others with convictions, at least one of which is for a sexual offence. Well, our political reporter Paul Scoynes has been looking into this, and Paul, you're going to be at the council meeting tonight, are you? Yeah, that's right, Ian. It's the cabinet meeting, which is the sort of uh, the executive body of Milton Keynes Council, if you like, and uh, they'll be going through these emergency uh, uh, procedures which they brought in. It's a special uh, item on the agenda that wasn't there initially and has been brought in at the last minute. Uh, the action that we're talking about is a tightening of licensing procedure. How does it work at the moment? Well, they've been working from a draft procedure um, which was drawn up last year and we talked about that last week where we said that they uh, they would not approve somebody who'd had a, a sexual conviction uh, unless there was a, quote, exceptional circumstance. Well, you know, that seems to be still what's going to be happening after tonight. Mm. It seems that the policy that they're putting forward uh, is really more nothing more than a sort of uh, a sort of confirmation of the policy that they were using before. So um, it, it still leaves a little bit uh, of wriggle room for councillors to put somebody like that through should they want to, should there be a quote, exceptional circumstance. So is anything changing? Well, not from what I can see. I mean, I've had a look at the two previous um, uh, the, the sort of previous agenda, um, which again it wasn't confirmed, so they didn't have any other than a draft mm. at the time that this uh, taxi driver was uh, given that approval back in initially 2011 and then reconfirmed in 2012 uh, councillors tell me that there was actually no written sort of guidance whatsoever mm. um, so this is this is better than that I suppose uh, and it does say that uh, you know un- unless there are, this is a direct quote unless there are exceptional circumstances an application would normally be refused where the applicant has a conviction for an offence such as rape uh, and, and other serious sexual crimes um, and and that goes on into other sort of uh, definitions as well it wouldn't be granted where the applicant had a conviction or for an offence or similar offence which uh, uh, is less than 10 years prior to the date of application as well we heard uh, about some uh, parts of the country that got much stricter rules. Leeds springs to mind. How does this compare? Well, I mean, it, 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 it isn't as clear, let's be honest. And, and we, we looked to Leeds and we did find that completely by chance. But, we, but that has a very strict uh, points-based system. Uh, it's, it's, it's very clear that if you've had a conviction for rape, you will not get an, a licence. It is instantly refused, councillors and, and officers. Because let's not forget, the majority of these decisions are actually not made by councillors. Mm. Councillors only tend to make the really controversial ones. Uh, the majority of these decisions are made by officers behind the scenes, before, not in meetings. So that, uh, that, that guidance would go for them as well. 
this is definitely not as, as, as strong as that. Again, I'm looking at violence, and it said, uh, uh, unless there were exceptional circumstances, life would not normally be granted where an applicant had a conviction for murder or manslaughter or terrorism offences as well. But again, it's that sort of that vagueness of exceptional circumstance. What would be the exceptional circumstance, you might ask, mm. that somebody who had a murder conviction, perhaps if it was a false conviction, they'd been, you know, repealed, um, uh, or rape, would, would grant be granted a license where you would drive, you know, children and vulnerable people around. Now, in the case of this, the, the, the uh, um, chap who the, who got the driving license and was a rapist, there are three kind of main characters in on there: the former mayor and two other councillors. The former mayor made a character statement about this person. The two other councillors granted this were part of the team that granted this person the license. We've been trying to talk to all three of them uh, a lot. Have we made any progress of that? Do we know if they're going to be at this meeting tonight? Uh, the progress that we've made has, has unfortunately not been able to, to get us an interview. We've been trying and trying and trying. We've sent letters, recorded delivery. Um, so we will... Because Mr Shavik has stepped down as mayor, but he's still a councillor, isn't he? Yes, yes. As the other two uh, stepped down from the licensing panel, well, the chair and the vice chair at the time who made the decision back in 2012. Mm. Let's not forget that the person who was chair of the committee in 2011, when this uh, gentleman was initially put forward, has now stopped being a councillor um yeah we've we've made we've made repeated attempts to contact them without success they won't be at the meeting tonight uh, which because it's a cabinet meeting they're okay. not members of the executive um i mean any councillor can attend but it, it's really unlikely that they'll be there and then on wednesday there's a full council meeting for milton Keynes, where every councillor is supposed to attend now whether or not uh you know the former mayor attends that night is up to up to them as well we will be going to that meeting too but i'll be going to the one tonight i'll be able to let you know how it goes tomorrow paul thank you very much
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to build up a bit on the A1, the Great North Road, just approaching the Black Cat roundabout and those roadworks that are taking place. The M1 heading northbound is closed on the exit slip road at the moment, just at Junction 12 for Flitwick due to a broken down lorry there. So far, checking on the M25 and the M40, everything's running well so far this morning. And on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 6.16 or thereabouts, it's Monday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A lack of foster carers in the east of England means a fifth of looked-after children are separated from their brothers and sisters. Oh, hang on, that's not the headlines. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I do apologise. It's a quarter past six. These are your headlines. Focus, focus, everybody. Uh, That is one of the stories. There's concern about the high number of siblings being split up when placed into foster care. Rules on who can drive taxis in Milton Keynes will be tightened this evening after it emerged a convicted rapist was given a licence. And Hertfordshire's uh, Lewis Hamilton won the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. BBC Three Counties Radio. Come on, guys, it's Monday. I've had five hours sleep. Give me a break. There were golds galore in Glasgow. Commonwealth Games as a whole was an amazing experience, and to bring back the, the, the amount of medals that we did was, was amazing. Well, what a performance! But once again, we also want to celebrate our unsung sporting heroes this year. She's an amazing coach who really, really inspires us. So who will you nominate? She understands how we feel and everything. We're looking for someone who's made their contribution for no reward, but had the enjoyment of seeing sport flourish in our local communities. To make your nomination, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsunghero and download a form. The closing date is the 20th of October, with our 2014 Unsung Hero announced at this year's BBC Sports Personality of the Year. You can't bottle it. (laughs) Get inspired and get nominating. So what's the point of robbery when nothing is worth taking? It's kind of tough to turn. 
would appear, judging from this song and the others who are coming up, Catherine Boyle has uh, taken over the music this morning. Is that correct? Yeah, let's have it. Having a little bit of a midlife crisis? A bit, but that Belinda Carlisle song reminded me of the roller disco, so you brought it on yourself, really. <laughs> I've not brought anything on myself. Let's all just have a second to think of Belinda Carlisle. Thanks very much indeed. Now, a lack of foster carers in the east of England means a fifth of looked-after children are separated from their brothers and sisters. That's according to Action for Children, who are urging more people to consider providing temporary homes for children whose parents aren't able to care for them themselves. Well, Sue Atkinson-Milmore is the charity's children's placement manager and joins me now. Morning, Sue. Good morning. So tell me why children are being separated from their siblings and, and, and try and explain why that's such a bad thing. Um, they're being separated simply because we don't have um, enough foster carers who are willing to take sibling groups. Um, a lot of people uh, have come forward in the last year and have said that they are willing to take sibling groups, but um, we need more is the basic answer to that, unfortunately. Um, for the siblings themselves, if they are separated, it can have a, a huge, huge effect not only in childhood, when they will miss their sibling, they will have a sense of loss, their behaviour may change, but also into adulthood. We find it, it impacts on their um, ability to develop strong relationships, to get work, um, to have sort of a, a normal, healthy, emotional life. So it's actually vital for us that people come forward who are willing to take groups of children. Well, are we talking kind of two children, three children? What's the kind of standard here? Whatever the makeup of the family yeah. is, realistically. I mean, it, it gets more complicated, obviously, if it's a, it's a huge family. But, but often, at least if two or three of the siblings are together, if it was a very, very large family, then at least you have cohesion. But also, you know, some families do have to be separated. There is no doubt, and there are good reasons for that. But then what they need is, is the contact between their siblings to be maintained and encouraged so that they, you know, they can still have those relationships even if they can't actually be in the same home. Does the council have a responsibility to place a child with their siblings? Um, all, all councils, yes, have a legal um, uh, legal duty if it's reasonably practical and it's consistent with welfare. So if, you know, if, if there is no reason for them not to be, then yes, councils should be placing young people together. You mentioned, Sue, something interesting, that, that there might be circumstances where um, putting the siblings together isn't necessarily the best idea. What, what would those situations be? It could be anything, really, from, from a, a range of scenarios in terms of if there has been um, bullying between those siblings, if there has been uh, some kind of abuse within the family home where the, the power between the siblings has been used to allow that abuse to take place. But all of those issues um, are still still have that underlying connection that those young people have and we need to kind of find a way to keep those positive connections and deal with the issues that might have caused a rift between them. What needs to change? We need more foster carers. Simple as that, is it? it it's very simple as that because we, we need to be able to, to offer local authorities that option um, to, to leave young people together and leave families together. So, 
yeah, it, it is a simple solution. I agree, but it but it's a good one, and it's a, certainly a massive step forward. If people are interested in considering it or thinking, well, maybe there's something in it, where do they go to find out more? And they can go to either our website, which is www.actionforchildren.org.uk, or they can ring our central team on 0845 Sue, I appreciate you talking to us at this ridiculous time of the morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's Sue Atkinson-Milmore, who is uh, from uh, Action for Children. 08459 455 A price And I'll keep paying 
Some of that, please. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading northbound. There's a lane closed at the moment on the exit slip road. Just at junction 12 for Flitwick, there's a broken down lorry there causing some problems. The M25 heading anti-clockwise. That's looking rather slow moving between junction 21 for the M1 and junction 20 at Kings Langley. And taking a look in St Albans Roadworks, continue on Hatfield Road at Station Road. So do expect some delays there during the rush. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Coming up, what's the fuss over? Over foie gras and our psychic correspondent Justin Dealey was excited, nay ecstatic to see in the papers scientists approved proved telepathy exists. <laughs> oh, those guys across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Milton Keynes Council is expected to tighten its taxi licensing policy this evening. It follows widespread condemnation of councillors who approved a licence for a convicted rapist. A fifth of children in the east of England are being separated from their siblings when placed into foster care. The charity Action for Children says it's because there aren't enough people who can look after more than one child. Police in London searching for the missing teenager Alice Gross have arrested a second man on suspicion of murder. 14-year-old Alice was last seen 11 days ago. The weather will be misty at first, but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton has claimed his sixth victory of the season, winning the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. He's won here in Italy before. He's going to take his sixth victory of this championship. He's never done that before in his F1 career. He's so happy. He swerves the car from left to right at 200 miles an hour. It's victory in Italy for Lewis Hamilton. His championship campaign is back on track. But is this the day when his teammate Rosberg cracked under pressure? In tennis, Serena Williams beat Caroline Wozniacki in straight sets to win her sixth US Open and 18th Grand Slam title. The victory moves her to who joined fourth in the all-time list of major winners alongside Martina Navratilova and Chris Evert. Luton Town are still waiting for their first home league win of the season after losing 1-0 to Plymouth. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a 0-0 draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York and after Andy Bond was sent off, manager Graham Wesley says improvements on the pitch need to be made. We are making some silly mistakes at the moment. There's a little bit of confusion here or confusion there and we don't quite do the right thing in the right situation. I want the player who's going to play with conviction. So they're learning, they're improving, they're developing. This will be a good side but you know the learning has got to a stop and the delivering has got to start sooner rather than later for the season to be a success but we'll get there. England begin their Euro 2016 qualifying campaign against Switzerland tonight. They'll be without the injured Daniel Sturridge, but Hodgson says they're capable of getting a win. I'm very uh, satisfied with the group of players that I have to choose the team from and I'm, I'm quite confident that whatever team I put on the field I won't be let down or we won't be let down by the players and A, their understanding of their job and B, their desire to do it. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. We've more at seven o'clock. If you hear a whisper, 
Give us a shout. Oh, it's working. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's not working for me. It's, well, you're almost irrelevant in this. People are loving the give, If You Hear A Whisper, Give Us A Shout campaign. And Justin has told me he has got some. Give us a whisper. Hear a whisper. Give us a shout. Yeah, they like saying Gold. it, but they don't do it. It takes a while for it to bet. We have had some great... I tell you what, dear listener, why don't you phone up now and prove Catherine wrong, right? Or whisper or something. No, they shout at us. They've heard a whisper. Oh. If you've heard a whisper this weekend, give us a shout. Oh, wait. Kels, get ready. You might want to put that drink down because I think the phones are going to go ballistic. And I'm three. Ready. No, two. I've not given out one. one. Hello, three counties. Oh, you've got a whisper. Yeah. Okay, Ian, I've just got to get this. If you don't okay, yeah, then she's going to She's take got that. to get it, but she's already talking to them. Mm. 08459 455 555. Come on, guys, once and for all, let's get our own back on uh, Catherine uh, Mardi Boyle. Um, and if you've heard a whisper, give us a shout. Or you can make something up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, what, what you got in the papes? Keith Richards, apparently, strict dad. No, he's not. Um, having a rock star for a father might seem like a dream to many youngsters, unless that father happens to be Keith Richards, of course. No, I don't think that first paragraph means anything to anyone. For Theodora Richards, daughter of Rolling Stone Keith, growing up could be more like a teenager's worst nightmare. There was the occasion when her Hellraiser father threatened her boyfriend with extremely painful and permanent consequences when he caught them in an amorous clinch. Oh, and then there were the strict rules, no lipstick before the age of 16 and no sitting at the kitchen table. But you can do as much heroin as you want. Well, apparently she didn't know about his um, drug history oh. until she looked him up in the library. Goodness. How very old-fashioned. Goodness sakes. I've read uh, Keith Richards's. Where would the apostrophe go there after the S? After the S, yes. Autobiography. You can put another S on the end, but you don't need to. And he comes across as a complete and utter cheese. And this is his own words. His own words. Right, the story at the very end, right, this is in his own book, is he's in a limousine, right, out coming out of a TV studio or a concert, and there's a fan who's got a really rare guitar, really expensive guitar, and he's offering it to Keith Richards to sign... Keith Richards takes the guitar, tells the driver to drive off. <gasps> he steals a guitar from a bloke at the end of his own autobiography. And that's the, the least of his... How are those calls doing, Kels? Uh, yes, I can get back to you very... OK, yeah, she's very, very she's busy. Pretending. Oh, wait, she's not pretending. She's, she's totally pretending. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. No, I don't like Keith Richards. Well, she hasn't read his memoirs. Oh. His daughter. It's funny, isn't it? Because you said to me that his first... Was it a first round of children were treated his quite differently? His first boy lived, lived in like this mansion on his own and he'd pop back and see him once every six months or something. Really? Maybe it's different for girls. The only interesting thing in that book is that he says that um, uh, Mick Jagger's got a, um, 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 a tiny winkle. Obviously he knows how to use it. Speaking of tiny winkles, go naked. Fancy wow. going naked? I haven't got a tiny winkle. It's a... Uh... Don't embarrass you. It's only natural, says Kate. Get... I hate these perverts. Getting close to nature is all part of the day job for BBC wildlife presenter Kate Humble. Oh, Kate, stop it. But when the cameras aren't rolling, the 45-year-old has revealed the best way to connect with Mother Earth is, is, is by being naked. No! It's disgusting! She describes the feeling as joyous and insists everyone should try it. The Springwatch presenter who runs a farm uh, with her husband of 22 years, who's ne- Guess what her husband's name is? Um, Jonty. No, it's a board game. Oh. Monopoly? No. Um, snakes and Ladders? No. Um, no Kels? Kaplunk? No. 
Mousetrap. No, no. Guess. Well, I'm, I'm saying guess properly. It's just as ridiculous. Game of life. Ludo. Oh. That does mean play, doesn't it? I play. You Ludo. He's playful. Ludo, Ludo Graham. My husband and I dance... Oh, these are just... This is just... This is what happens in the countryside. My husband and I danced naked in the middle of the desert in Jordan once. If you can't get your Can you get banged up for that? If you can't get your... You can in Jordan, can't you? Wow, you have to keep yourself covered. If you can't get your kicks in that incredibly innocent, joyful way, then the world is not a good place. Think of all the sand. Oh, this is this is one of the things again. People say, "Oh, wouldn't it be exciting if we uh, made love on the beach?" Oh nope. no, nope, because that's going to chafe. chafe. That is going to chafe. Should we have a record? Then some more news. Yeah, go on. Oh eight four five nine four double. How are those calls doing, Kels? Oh, that's a great story. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What? You're kidding, no one. Hey. All quiet start. The ropes and. Oh, 
Malcolm McLaren. He was a lucky chancer, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he was a lucky chancer. That girl was a good singer, though. Was there a girl singing yeah. in there? I missed that bit. It's a good bit. Oh, no, I like this she song. Might come back. She might come back home. Start again. Hey, yeah. Oh, her. Listen to how deep that voice is. Wow. Blimey, blimey. Now that's talent. Even that is talent. Even I mean, you've got a limited own. range of songs you can do, but... Hey, the Daily Express, fury at MPs' 10% pay rise. Are they getting that then, for sure? Yeah. Oh, a store. Was quiet, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, hang on a second. It's not the final verdict. A storm broke out last night over a bumper 10% rise that would hike MPs' pay to £74,000 a year. Uh, we, we knew this. We knew this like six months ago. We knew it was bubbling away. The new head of the Quango... I don't know what Quango is. It's a non-governmental organisation, isn't it? But it <laughs> oh, is it... Is it... A, what, what do you mean? Well, it, Is it a word that's made up? Do the letters spell something? A quasi-autocratic right, well, I'll stop you there, governmental where's, organisation. Where's the U? And why is it not done in capitals? It should be a Kango. Why is it not done in capitals? It's going Oh, no, don't, please. No, 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 we're all right. Scoinsy. We're all right. Uh, Scoinsy. No, don't. The new head of the Quango that sets common salary levels said MPs needed to catch up with other workers, vowing to press ahead with the controversial... Quasi-autonomous. Okay. Non-governmental organisation. Where's the U? I don't think it's got one in. It's one of those. Vowing... Why is it not capitalised? Vowing... Anyway, listen, this is another great name. Vowing to press ahead with the controversial proposals... Martial Boo... Big one. Marcial Boo. Is that a name? That's that a name. like a noise. Marcial Boo. Marcial, not Marcel. M-A-R-C-I-A-L. Wow. Possibly Marshall. You're right. What? Mm? Who? Hi, Squinzy. Hi, mate. No. What's, what's Quango mean? Quango? Uh, it's like a... Well... No. It's... No, it's not... What does it mean? I'm saying quasi-autonomous non-governmental organisation. It. Yes, it's an acronym. Where's the Where's U? Where's the U? Well, you can't have a... Why is it not capitalised? Because it's an acronym. Yeah, so it should be capitalised. Like should... laser. Should La- be. Laser shouldn't be capitalised. Yeah, yes, it should. Laser is an acronym. What's up, John? What? What on earth is going on up there? Is he gone? Good. No, I'm still here. Oh, flipping it. Go, right, well, go and look up laser is an, is an, an acronym. No, an acronym. It's an, an acronym. No, not an, an acronym. It's an, an acronym. No. Laser no, is. No knack. I had my first ever pork oh. pie yesterday. <laughs> right, Dealey <coughs> and Scoins, get out. <clears throat> I know you're still there, Dealey. Going to give him such a wallop. Laser is an acronym. No, it's not. It is. It's an acronym. Yeah, an acronym. Not an acronym. It lay Kelly. Oh. We got, what are you eating? An orange. Okay. Laser's an acronym, isn't it? I thought it was one of those, like, bright lights. Oh, for goodness sakes. Anyway, there's fury at MPs' 10% pay rise. I think it's a good idea. I think they deserve it. Really? Yeah, I do no, think you that... don't. You're saying that to be... No, um, I'm, I'm not saying it. Anyway, um, D- Martial Boo described the current £67,000 salary as a miserly amount. They're running the flipping country. Pay them well. They might only have a job for four years. Okay. Pay them well. Make sure they turn up. 
There, All right. There's my my addition to that. But the, the thing is, they don't... Bums on seats. They, no more... They're, they're busy. Behave. They're busy sorting stuff out in communities. Well, it looks like when they do turn up, they're having a bit of a laugh. You know this makes sense, dear listener. 08459 555 MPs deserve their 10% pay rise. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Or you can get a secret scarf with an easy magnetic closure oh, in the Daily Express. sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading northbound. There's a lane closed at the moment on the exit slip road. Just at junction 12 for Flittick, there's a broken down lorry there causing some delays. Also on the M1 heading southbound, very slow moving at the moment between junction 10 at Luton Airport and junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 starting to look quite busy heading anti-clockwise between junction 16 for the M40 and junction 15 for the M4. The Barnet Bypass, that's starting to look heavy on camera, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, no reported problems or delays on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 6.45. It's Monday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Rules on who can drive taxis in Milton Keynes will be reviewed this evening. After it emerged, a convicted rapist was given a licence. There are concerns about the high number of siblings being split up when placed in foster care. And it was victory at the Italian Grand Prix for Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton. Mm. We'll hear from Dealey in a bit. Let's get the weather first. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A bit of a misty start for some this morning. Others have got away with it and it's bright and it's a really quiet day. In fact, a quiet week of weather as high pressure dominates this week. So plenty of fine and dry weather. Sunny spells this afternoon, in fact, through this morning as well, once the mist lifts. And it's going to feel pleasantly warm as well. We're looking at a maximum temperature of around 20, maybe even 21 Celsius. A similar night tonight as last night. The wind is light. It could get a little chilly in the rural spots. A minimum dipping down into single figures. Built up areas, though, staying in double figures 12 or 13 Celsius so we may see a bit of mist and fog develop by dawn tomorrow morning and tomorrow it's a similar sort of day a chilly start but then we'll get some sunny spells the wind remains light and temperatures staying in the low 20s and that's your forecast The BBC asks thousands of questions every day Why are we being overrun by rats? What are the tingles we feel when listening to music? Can life exist above the clouds? But what if we want to know more? BBC I Wonder asks intriguing questions and reveals thought-provoking answers. As one question is answered, another is raised. The discoveries are endless. BBC I Wonder. Go to bbc.co.uk slash iWonder. You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots 
make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you make me feel so young make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I want to go and play hide and seek I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung Wonderful fling to be When I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you, you make me feel so young You make me feel so young Yeah <clears throat> You make me feel so Okay, this bit's nice, the doopy doop doop Is that this? I like those trumpets. They sound like they've got sore throats. <clears throat> the trumpets with the bowler hats in? Yeah. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? They sound like they need to cough. Uh, my boy, um, uh, my eldest boy, who came home on Saturday night. I'm creeping around the house because I got in late. Because uh, big brother. And I thought, oh, everyone's asleep upstairs. Then there's a knock at the door. And I was genuinely a bit scared. And I opened it and my four-year-old was there. Hello, Dada. Where have you been? Party. What are you doing? And then, like a minute later, his grandmother walked up. Oh, right, okay. Um, but so we were talking uh, uh, on Saturday night in bed because he got in bed with me. It's very nice. And uh, he said, "Can you buy me an instrument?" Now I'm all for getting the boys' instruments. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to get them little instruments, and if any of them stick, that's wonderful. Yeah, you've got a ukulele. Now you've got the piano, yeah. locked piano. He said, um, "I want it." I said, what, "What do you want?" He said, "I want bagpipes." Wait. Whoa! I said, "I'm not. I'm no way. Am I getting? Oh God! He said, uh, no way." Am I getting you back? Is that a Greek thing? No, I think I've worked out where it comes Shrek. from. No, no, no. I said, is there anything else? He said, okay, I've got another idea. Okay, what do you want? A trombone. I said, no, oh. no, 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 no. Anything else apart from bagpipes and trombone? He said, okay. How about a big bass drum? I said, no, it's not happening. And I, because he'd been at a party, I think I've worked out where he's got it from. I am the, the music, music man, I come from down your way and I can play, what can you play? He thinks he can, can play them. He thinks he can play them because he's, he's well, walked bah, around bah, doing bah, that. Bah. <laughs> and I said, look, you've got a piano, you've got an electric guitar, you've got a ukulele, you've got some harmonicas. They've got an electric guitar? They've got my first ever electric guitar. Wow. 25-year-old Fender Squire, Korean copy, uh, which, which they've got. They've got enough then. They've got enough. 
They've got enough just, haven't they? I think so, boss. You all right, fella? So. Yes, yourself? Good weekend? It was a right weekend. Lovely. Oh. They've worked out who Jack the Ripper was. Have they? Yeah. He was the fella that went around the East End of London killing prostitutes. <laughs> right. So they've worked that out. It's a mystery. It will always no. be a mystery. No, it's not a mystery. They've done the DNA test. Catherine, on. Catherine, tell us. Look, look, we've got the Ev. I have found the Ripper from DNA on a shawl. A guy bought... No, sh- not you personally. The, that's no. This is what this man's claiming. Russell Edwards. He bought a shawl at an auction and had the DNA tested on it and they mm. found that Aaron Kuzminski, a 23-year-old Polish immigrant who died in an asylum, was definitely, categorically and absolutely the man behind the grisly killing spree. Mm. Justin, so that's that. But, but th- there's a couple of things here, right? The first thing is, this man bought this shawl. That's weird. And the second thing is, um, the shawl... Acting Sergeant Amos Simpson, who was on duty the night of the, of the death, had taken the shawl for his wife. But wow. horrified at the blood-soaked wrap, she never wore it. He gave her a bloody shawl. I'm not swearing, I'm being literal. And I'm Absolutely sure they horrible. stored it in absolute lab, lab conditions. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Apparently, when he, when he was alive, Jeremy Beadle was... Um, well, yeah, he was one of the UK's leading ripper experts. And now that he's dead, where does he rank? I don't know. OK. <laughs> That's a very good point. Now, Justin, we're going to talk to you later on about foie gras. Yeah, interesting protest um, in Hertfordshire over the weekend. Very interesting protest. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm new to the world of meat, Right. And I, this is the one where it's... Is, is it ducks? No, geese. It's geese that are force-fed. I'm new to the world of meat, OK? Mm. So I kind of think... Well, it, it all feels a bit cruel to you anyway. It's all, yeah, it's all, you're all, it's all getting killed, so what does it matter? It's a tricky one, because you can't actually produce it in this country, so it's illegal to produce it in this country, but it's not illegal to sell it in this country. And the problem is with the way it's manufactured. They force feed... The way it's what? Manufactured. You said manufactured. <laughs> new words. Every yeah, day. new words. That's an acronym. Wrapped in a riddle, in a okay, box. Okay, okay. So how, how is it manufactured? They force-feed geese. Right. So, I mean, it, literally it means paste made out of fat liver. What, foie gras means yeah, that? No, it doesn't. Yeah, There's only two words. Yeah, foie. Pâté ta- de foie gras oh, is called. Anyway. Anyway. Do you stop with this, though? You know, are you now going to go to, you know, protesters going to, to lobster restaurants? That's pretty cruel. People still eat that. If you're going to kill a... Veal. Yeah. Well, I'd any, struggle anything. with a lobster, actually, because you have to pick the one that's going to die. That's the thing. I could never, ever, ever do that. But, of course, every single living creature that you are eating, technically, it's cruel. And this restaurant in Hertfordshire, they have done absolutely nothing wrong. If you look at the uh, the legal book, if you say, so, what, seven protesters outside their pub, two police officers as well. well. Uh, people going into that pub over the weekend were, were handed out leaflets, and uh, you'll hear that report before eight. You say you, you, you've looked in your legal book. <laughs> what legal book have you got, Just? I've got the uh, J. Legal book manual. Isn't that the one you tore up? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of in pieces. If you that put it together like a jigsaw, you can still read it. Now, so we're going to talk about that later on. Your thoughts, please. Also, the big tour. Tell mm. us more. Oh, tell us more about the big tour. Yeah, Princess Risborough this week. Uh, it's uh, nine miles south of Aylesbury. Do you want me to get uh, LVT on this one? Local, vocal and topical. Always. Yeah, the cycling tour of Great Britain featuring teams <laughs> from all over the world. That's going to be going through Prince's Risborough this Friday wow, featuring a certain Sir Bradley Wiggins. Who's apparently a miserable old so-and-so. He is, so I'm looking forward to meeting him on oh, Friday, putting some uh, questions to him. Um, TV shows have been filmed there including Jonathan Creek, Inspector Morse, Midsummer Murders, Famous Residents. Here's an interesting one. Can you guess this man? He doesn't like photographers, and he's had a few hit records, including I'm going, I'm going, I'm going deeper underground. 
Can you name it? Is it Paul Weller? No, it's not Paul Weller. He likes fast cars as well. Oh, is that um, Jason the, Jason K? The fellow yeah. with the hat. JK. He's tiny. Jibiroquai. He is, is tiny. This is Is he really? How fantastic is that? Well, um, it's got one of the oldest roads in Britain, Icknield Way. Okay. Um, do you guys remember the uh, the Black Prince? 1343? Yes. yes, who um, had his honeymoon at Berkhamsted Castle. Oh, he, he Controversially. A, he had a gaff there in Princess Risborough. Yeah. It's, now, it's now a car park. It's okay. famous for the Cophill climb. Right. And also, if you like red kites, yeah. you will see them in Princess Risborough. Wow, gosh. Okay. Well, that really was um, great stuff. So thank you for at home with the big tour. Cheers. We, now, we've got two minutes. Catherine has uh, got a story for you that we think you're going to like, Just. Yeah, come on. Okay, with a blindfold covering his eyes and earplugs cancelling out almost all sound, Dr. Michel Berg sat in a state-of-the-art laboratory at the University of Strasbourg in northeastern France and began to think. Nearly 5,000 miles away at a research facility in the Indian city of Kerala, a young Spanish man called Dr. Alejandro Riera pulled on a tightly fitting hat, placed a laptop computer on a white table and also <laughs> began to think. They've done an experiment and they reckon they can prove that telepathy exists. How much more evidence do you need? Well, some evidence. Because you buy all this rubbish, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely, of course I do. I, I've proved that on various times w- w- with you. Well, um, no, I have. I you, have. you bought coffee when we've run out of coffee. Okay. Um, what do guess you think? Right guess now? what they thought to each other? Go on. The exchange was nothing if not brief. The duo shared just two words: the Spanish greeting "Hola" and the Italian "Ciao." Oh, for goodness' <laughs> sake! Oh, what are the chances? I reckon Ian right now, and I could be wrong here. Okay, and don't say I'm wrong just to kind of prove a silly point. I think you're thinking of bacon right now. You're wrong. No, you know I'm right. No, you're wrong. You know that I'm, I'm right. I'm thinking that you're a massive plum. <laughs> I'm thinking of bacon now, though, now that you suggested it. Yeah. Like, maybe it's me kicking back. I, I don't understand why people are doing surveys and scientific experiments. We all yeah, know we don't exists. need facts. Ian, and I can take this to the streets and prove it to you. Take it to the streets, Justin. I look forward to your, mm. in inverted commas, Ev. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, leave it to me. See, see you later. Thanks, thanks. Ta-ta. The thing I don't like about... I bet I know what you're thinking now. <laughs> yeah, I am a massive. I, the, the, what I don't like about Justin when we do these stories is the arrogance of the man. Yeah, because he thinks, why have we got to go through this again? Yeah. We've already established the Ev. We kind of teased up earlier on that we might do something about like this. He said, look, I don't know how much more Ev I can give you guys. <laughs> like, he's proved the case categorically that special powers and psychic phenomena exist. Oh, he's magic, though, isn't he? Uh, a couple of things you can talk about. You can, uh, if you want to talk about telepathy, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, au foie gras. Does it, is it nice? I don't know. I don't oh. really like pate, but it wouldn't. Oh, if it, it was it, there, I'd eat it. It's a pate, is it? Yeah. I don't really like pate. Yeah, it just reminds me of Shippen's meat paste. Yeah. Oh, I used to like a bit of meat paste in the little jars. It's filthy, though, isn't it? 08459 455 555. Thank you, Catherine. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking rather busy at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and Junction 13 for Bedford. And the M1 heading northbound, there's a lane closed at the moment on the exit slip road, uh, just at Junction 12 for Flittick. There's a broken down lorry there. Having a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, starting to look quite slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 15 the M4. The Barnet Bypass looking heavy on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And just taking a look at the North Orbital Road in Brickettwood, that's looking very slow, just at Junction 21A for the M25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Paul Scoynes is getting involved in the foie gras debate. It's not a pâté, it's a slice of pure liver. 
And if anyone tells you it's not delicious, they're lying to you. Well, I don't know. Does it taste any good? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a review of rules for Milton Keynes taxi drivers, siblings being split up when put into foster care and a lead given to the Scottish Yes campaign for the first time. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council is expected to tighten its taxi licensing policy this evening. It follows widespread condemnation of councillors who gave a licence to a convicted rapist. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes reports. Criticism has been directed at the former mayor of Milton Keynes, Subhan Shafiq, who personally vouched for a driver with a rape conviction and then had to resign as mayor. Councillors Gladstone McKenzie and Stuart Burke, who were chair and vice chair of the licensing committee, have also stood down. The council is now reviewing its policy for licensing taxi drivers and a full cabinet meeting this evening will aim to make the regulations clearer. A fifth of children in the east of England are being separated from their siblings when placed into foster care. Action for Children says there's a shortage of people who can look after more than one child. Sue Atkinson-Milmore from the charity says splitting siblings up doesn't just affect them when they're young, but also their adult life as well. We find it it impacts on their um, ability to develop strong relationships, to get work, um, to have sort of a, a normal, healthy, emotional life. Police in London searching for the missing teenager Alice Gross have arrested a second man on suspicion of murder. 14-year-old Alice was last seen 11 days ago. Police have arrested an 18-year-old man following three suspicious incidents in Princess Risborough. The man who's from the town was arrested on Saturday night. Ewan Duncan reports. A member of staff at a home in Princess Risborough saw a man in a resident's room and when she told him to leave, he climbed out of a window and ran away. Shortly after this, a resident in Woodfield Road saw a man standing on some scaffolding and called police as he was acting suspiciously. And a woman in her 30s was walking with a friend on Wickham Road when a man exposed himself to them. Police say the offender is white, slim, in his late teens to early 20s, with dark hair and was wearing a dark-coloured hoodie. With only 10 days to go to the Scottish referendum, one poll has put the Yes camp in the lead for the first time. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, says extra power should be given to the Edinburgh Parliament if they decide to stay in the UK. Professor John Curtis from the University of Strathclyde says the issue of which campaign has the more credible arguments is crucial. I think the no side need to realise that they are approaching something of a crisis of credibility. We're now in a position where 51% of people say they do not believe what the no side say about the currency, and that number has kept on increasing the more the no side have insisted that they are not bluffing. In sport, Lewis Hamilton claimed his sixth victory of the Formula One season after winning the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. And the weather will be misty at first, but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chiltern Hills. Exploring where you live. You've got more or less all the shops you need for a weekly basis. And you've got a very strong sense of the place. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. You keep finding new places and new views. Even just driving about, you get surprises. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll be talking about a taxi crackdown in Milton Keynes. What's the fuss over foie gras? And do you believe in telepathy? Of course you don't. You're sensible. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Kath. Yeah. I'm thinking of a number. Mm-hmm. What number is it? One. Yeah, fair place. You got that one right. Well, you did signal. Kels? Yeah. I'm thinking of a word. Yep. I'm going to put it in your head now. Oh, it's a rude one. No. Guys? Is it guys? No. Oh. Plum? No. Septuagenarian? I'm really trying to put it in there. All right, let's just do it properly then. Okay. <laughs> Let me move out the way. Is it grunt? No. Oh. Well, let's try again. Uh, Shall I give you a clue? Would that be easier? Well, if you give me a clue, that's not telepathy, that's guessing. One of the okay. listeners is getting it right now. One of the... OK, listeners. What, Kelly, send it out to the listeners. <sighs> oh. It's trying really hard. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What was the word? And you could win a million pounds a week for life. Well... Uh, Somewhere else. So, yeah, not here. Ah, dear. We'll also put it on Facebook. Not her psychic thought. That'd be weird. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. It works over Facebook. I've seen some people who make money out of doing that sort of stuff. They're called, they're called uh, con men. Oh. Uh, a week after it emerged, Milton Keynes Council allowed a serial rapist to drive a taxi. Officials will meet to tighten up licensing rules tonight. The driver in question has handed in his badge, but another five cabbies with convictions are still on the road. We can speak now to Rosemary Smith, who chairs Fenny Stratford Residents Association. She isn't speaking on the association's behalf, but we'll hope to have her say at this evening's cabinet meeting. Good, uh, good, morning, good morning, Rosemary. Good morning. Right, Rosemary, what was your reaction when you first heard about these issues? Well, I was shocked and horrified, like I would imagine a lot of what other residents of Milton Keynes are. I mean, it was just... Uh, it's appalling that the safety of the residents have been put at risk. Um, a lot of people put their children into taxis, um, and now, obviously, the bona fide taxi firms, everyone's going to be thinking, well, you know, should I be using taxis at all? And I do understand, I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I can remember years ago people being told never to hail or to get into a private cab that stops, always hail a a hackney. And as I understand it, this guy had a hackney licence too. Do you... Have the councillors done enough by quitting their posts on the licensing boards or do you think they should stand down as councillors altogether? I think they should stand down, Ian, personally, because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that this is a witch hunt or anybody wanting revenge... But, you know, the residents do have a right to be allowed to decide as a democratic situation. And I understand quite rightly that by-elections do cost money. But I can't see that the safety of the residents of Milton Keynes is anything other than priceless. And the trust in their councillors is paramount to people that are putting them, the residents that are putting them into power. Do you think that the, these decisions made to uh, give licences to these people uh, it has brought perhaps some of the other council's decisions into question? Of course, yes. I mean, you know, and, and I'm not saying that their, their decisions are questionable, 
but it does make you think, well, you know, if this appalling situation has been allowed to happen, then what else is going to come out? They're talking about uh, tightening up the licensing regulations. Is that going to be enough, do you think, Rosemary? Um, I think it will be enough providing that people can see it in a clear and transparent way, which obviously this situation wasn't. Now, I'm not saying that that there was any form of corruption gone on, but there was certainly negligence, if not complete stupidity, over allowing this to happen. Um, But tightening up of regulations, yes, is important, obviously, um, but it depends how tight they become. Uh, What will you say if you get a chance to speak at tonight's meeting? Um, Well... That, that type of thing and, and a few other issues as well so that, that where these particular two of the particular councillors have been involved on other committees making other decisions which you know I feel that I have the right to say well I'm sorry but that decision was not acceptable because of the decision that you took on the licensing mm. committee. So ultimately, you think that, that Gladstone McKenzie, Stuart Burke, the two councillors uh, involved, and also Subhan Shafiq, who, who was the former mayor, uh, you, you think they should stand down? Their positions are untenable? Yes, I do. I do think their positions are untenable. Um, and if you, you know, if, if they think that their positions aren't, give the public the opportunity to vote and see how popular they are if they stand down, call a by-election, and then we'll see, and if they are voted back in, then obviously the general public think they're okay. Rosemary, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's Rosemary Smith. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish to give us a call. So foie gras, we'll have a little chat about it later on in the show, but there was a protest outside. It was a pub, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Last night, uh, I think six protesters uh, who were upset that this pub was serving foie gras. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing where you've got... Is it a baby goose? Don't think so. And their heads are forced upwards and they're force-fed constantly. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, that doesn't sound particularly pleasant, but... All animals, when you eat them, hey, guess what, guys? They've been killed with a bolt through their head, possibly even having their throat slit, depending on where you are eating. But also, there's a big thing at the moment about how they're treated before that moment happens. I mean, yeah. no one's denying that they've got to go. Yeah. But it's how they go. And in this case, we're talking about a tube being inserted yeah. and the goose being fed to the point where their internal organs swell up. Wowzers. That, gr- that fat liver is what they're after. It's, um... Uh, it, it's in it, kind of the whole ethics of, of, of you, does it does it really matter if the animal has a good life if they're going to be killed anyway? Does it make you feel a bit better when you're chewing on them? One of the most horrific things in my life, and this has partly spurred me to become a vegetarian a few years later. I remember being six or seven, six, and we were on a holiday in Cornwall. We were staying on a caravan on a farm, right? And uh, one morning, the farmer said to me and my sister, who was nine, "Do you want to come <laughs> and see the chickens?" Well, like, yeah, totes want to go and see the chick. Totally! I bet you can still smell it. Man alive, it was a battery farm. Oh. It was the... Uh, I mean, I've probably made it bigger in my head, but I remember he opened this door <laughs> to this huge barn. Just thousands upon... <laughs> well, you should be apologising to us as well. Thousands upon thousands of chickens in these tiny little boxes. It was horrific. Do you know what does it for me? Scabby legs. 
Yeah, so pigeon's they're legs. In. Oh, they're all squashed in on themselves and they kind of defecate on themselves and stuff. No, right, mate. you don't like all to right. think of your chickens like that. You like to, think to bring of them. defecation into it. Because that's what happens. They but why did you bring it? It's ten past seven in the morning. What are you bringing defecation into it for? They get burns on their legs because of it. Mate! You want them running free. I don't, I don't want any mention of defecation on my show at ten past seven in the morning. I could have been more specific. Oh, for goodness sakes. Go, oh, dearie me. Ian's on the M1. Morning, Ian. Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. What got? What you got for us, boss? I've got some good news for you. I've got you a new listener. Who you got? Um, one of my colleagues from work, he's on his way to Milton Keynes Hospital. I've told him to tune into your breakfast show because uh, it's uh, absolutely superb. What, so, what, what's his name? His name's Andrew Hollingsworth. You give him a shout-out. Well, now, listen, we I, we don't do shout-outs normally, Ian, but I'm so embarrassed that he'll have tuned in to hear producer Kath banging on about defecation. Hey, it's biology. Yeah, I know, but we've got a new listener, and I don't want him to think that this whole show is poo-based. Well, not the whole thing, but there is a large quotient. A- Andrew Hollingsworth? That's the one. He's known as Rizzo. Rizzo? Rizzo, he looks like a big, big bear. Ah, uh, Rizzo won't mind. Well, uh, all right, I, I don't, I'm not going to do any more shout-outs and big-ups, but uh, Rizzo, I'm glad you're, you're listening to the show, and I'm sorry that you had to hear about um, uh, Catherine uh, Bird's defecating. Would that be all right, Ian? Thank you very much. Good lad, thank you very much indeed. Never explain, never apologise. I have to for you, mate. No, you don't. I feel I do, nah, really, don't. because we, if we've got new listeners, they tune in, and the first thing they hear is, well, and it defecates... Oh, for goodness Listen, sakes. we're talking animal welfare. Defecation's a big part. No, mate, honestly, you're doing it again. I am really trying... I've been thinking about this at the weekend. Really? We've got very low standards on this show, I've decided. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to raise them. You're going to raise them? Yes, I am. OK, I look forward to seeing that. Well, I'm doing it now by... Okay. By, by uh, flipping it on me. I'm not... When it's normally you. I am raising them now by giving you a good... Oh, this is that Philip thingy again, isn't it? What? The reason I went on gardening leave, you're trying to do this to me again. No, 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 don't, oh, don't bring that up, for goodness sake. They'll have their, their poison pens out. No, all I'm saying is uh, that I am raising the standards, okay. and I'm doing that by saying I don't want you talking about birds uh, plopping on each oh, other. Oh, you make yourself look really good by doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. You're disgusted you didn't bring it up. I don't want to bring up defecation. You keep saying it. Could you right? Well, I've, that's the last time defecation. That's the last that, time we say it. Finished it. Full stop. No more defecation. It. Full stop there. Stop it then. Then you don't do it. I, mean, I you don't can, do it. You have to, otherwise you'd be ill. Yeah, but, but not right. Okay. Yeah. And scene. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call? And apologies, I know we've got young people being driven to school and all kinds of things. This isn't the sort of filth you expect from BBC Local Radio. You expect stories about, I don't know, chainsaws and cats and stuff like that instead of the the nonsense we've been coming out with. Onwards and upwards. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading northbound. There's a lane closed at the moment on the exit slip road, just a junction at 12 for Flittick. Uh, there's a broken down lorry there causing delays. Also, the M25 heading anti-clockwise. There's a lane closed between junction 25 for Enfield and junction 24 at Potter's Bar. There's a broken down vehicle there. Also anti-clockwise in the M25, rather heavy moving between junction 21A for St Albans and junction 20 for Kings Langley. And the Barnet Bypass, rather slow moving between the Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 
Right, where are we? 7.15. It's Monday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Rules on who can drive taxis in Milton Keynes will be reviewed this evening after it emerged a convicted rapist was given a licence. There's concern about the high number of siblings being split up when being placed in foster care. And it was victory at the Italian Grand Prix for Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton. Yay, Lewis! BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've ever eaten foie gras, do give me a call and let me know, uh, A, was it nice? And B, did were you not slightly concerned about the farming practices that go into it? That it's perceived as being cruel. It's interesting. I, I, well, I'm interested. Coming at this from someone who hasn't eaten meat for 25 years and is now diving in headfirst to the wonderful world of uh, anything that had a face, I will eat. Um, I, I don't quite know whether I think this is that cruel or not. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. And also, if you've had any uh, telepathic psychic experiences, please share them with us. Now, a leading children's charity is urging more of us to consider becoming foster parents in order to keep vulnerable brothers and sisters together. Action for Children has found a fifth of children in the east of England have been separated from their siblings when placed in temporary care in the last financial year. Let's hope more people will follow Elaine Sturman's lead. She's a foster carer from Aylesbury and joins me now on the line. Morning, Elaine. Good morning. Elaine, what made you decide to foster? I've always wanted to do it... um... I always went around with uh, foster children when I was at school. My children went around with children from children's homes. So we knew that, like, some of the problems they had and everything else. And it was just something I always wanted to do. How easy was it for you, once you made the decision to, to do it, how, how long does it take before you get your first kids? It actually took about a year. Right. Um, but obviously you've got to go through rigorous... Um, you know, your CRB check and everything else. They have to go into all your family background and all that sort of thing. And you've looked after siblings, have you, Elaine? Yes, I've got siblings now. OK, and uh, obviously you, I, I don't want you to tell us too much about them, but, 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 but what kind of backgrounds do these kids come from and, <laughs> and, and how important do you think it is for siblings to be kept together? Well, they, they, all siblings come from very diverse backgrounds, um, but it is very, very important to to keep them together. It, it helps with all sorts of things, especially the trauma of coming into care. If they're together, it, it eases that, that, you know, they're there to support each other and everything else like that. But if they're separated, that makes that trauma much, much worse. What kind of ages are they? 
the ones I have are 14 and 16. OK, so, so uh, uh, it, 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 it's significant for them that they stay together. They, they, they can't, it kind of makes um, what must be a fairly traumatic experience. It makes it easier for them to deal with. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, they share memories, experiences, boundaries, activities, opportunities, everything they do together. And when they're talking now about, you know, when they leave care eventually... They do talk as if they intend to stay together. I mean, I can't be 100% sure on that, but they talk as if they, they've planned on staying together. You know, they've got this bond. Elaine, how long do, do people normally stay with you for? I, I have these long-term. I've had them nearly nine years. Oh, oh blimey. So that is long-term, yeah. And when, when they come to you... When you get new foster kids and they come to you, how long does it take for them to settle down? I imagine it, it, it is quite a period of, of readjustment and them learning to trust you. How, how long does that normally take? It, it depends on the children um, and, and the circumstances in which they've come from. <clears throat> These ones, it, it, it didn't take that long to settle down. Mm. But it, that's probably because they were together. Yeah. Because when they come into care, if, if there is siblings, um, they, they feel as if they've lost everything because they've lost their parents, they've had the parents taken away. To take away the siblings as well makes it that much harder. And I... they must feel as if it's their fault. I didn't know you could foster the same uh, young people for that length of time. I'm surprised by that. Is that common? The, these were short-term emergency, and then I put in to keep them long-term. And they were doing so well and everything else. You know, it went to panel, and we were accepted for long-term foster carers. And how does it work in your head, Elaine? Do they... Does it feel like they're your kids? Do you, do you kind of feel you've all but adopted them? Or, or, or is there kind of a separation between you and them? To me, and my husband... They are like our children, yeah. though there are rules and regulations, you know, certain things that you you can and can't do, um, because obviously they still have parents mm. at the end of the day. Mm. But, yeah, to us, <laughs> they're ours. Yeah. They're treated as family, um, as if they were our own. Yeah. Are you surprised that, that there are so many siblings being separated? I am. I am very surprised. It does seem pretty obvious, actually, doesn't it? That, that if you want... That, that what must be, uh, at the very least, an unpleasant experience, probably quite traumatic for these young people, it seems pretty obvious that to, to make that transition better, you want to keep brothers and brothers and brothers and sisters together. That's it. That's it. I mean, it must be... Coming into care must be like losing a couple of arms and legs. Yeah. But to lose the siblings as well must be that added along with your eyes and your ears. Oh, blimey. Well, well to me, that, that, you know, that's how yeah. it comes across to me. I've got to ask you, Elaine, you know, like the first night when you get new, new kids, right, and you, I, I'm assuming you kind of sit down and you have dinner and you go, oh, I'm Elaine, and, is the first night really awkward? It's, uh, it may be different for other people from us. I mean, we, it was Christmas. Yeah. Which helped. Okay. Um, but because we had lots of Christmas lights up and things like that. Um, so, oh, come and see my Christmas lights when they got out of the car. Yeah. And faces lit up at the Christmas lights. And then we went shopping and we... So you've you kind of... Yeah, at that time of year, I guess it would make it easier because you've it, got lots was, of fun lot things to talk about. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. 
You won an award, didn't you, Elaine? Uh, just a ten-year um, fostering award. You say just a ten-year fostering award, as though that's uh, as though everybody's got one of those. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Uh, it's not about that to us. <laughs> what is it about? What, why do you do it? Because we love children and we want to make a difference. And it, it's just, it's so rewarding just seeing the children change and, you know, grow up. And it's just so rewarding in that way. Uh, and how, how did you get in touch with the local council? How did you do it, Elaine? Um, oh, you don't I remember, do you? It was so long ago I now. I can't remember. But that will be a good place to start, I would imagine, if, if, if people are kind of listening to this thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll have a little look into it, that the local council will certainly point them in the right direction. Oh, that's it, yeah. 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 Elaine... It's, it's, it's advertised in, you know, newspapers yeah. and on the television and everywhere else and that. Elaine, you sounds like you're doing a cracking job. Thank you. Are they, are they off to school today? Yes, they are. What, two, the two of them go back to school today. Are they up? Are they ready? Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. well, good. No, keep it nice and strict. Elaine, listen, thanks for your time and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. That's Elaine Sturman, who uh, is, uh, well, sounds like she's doing cracking work. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. When do, uh, when do the Scots get this nonsense over with? I think it's next Thursday. Oh, flip it. Oh, flip it. I'm bored of it now. Did you see um, Alex Salmon's eye cupcakes? I. I have a cupcake. I we're gonna separate from England, I, and they're not gonna get our gas, but we're gonna keep the pound. I gotta keep the pound, we laddie. Wow, you can really tell you've got Scottish roots. So, Grandad, isn't it? I'm, I'm invoking the uh, the powers of Grandad Jock there. Hey, we laddie, we're gonna keep the pound. You actually called him that. That was his name, Grandad Jock. Was his name Jock? I don't know what his real name was. Oh, my nanny. Uh, my nan was was Nanny Peg. Mm-hmm. I only found out recently that Peg is possibly short for Margaret. Margaret yeah. yeah, she wasn't um, Scottish. And Grandad Jock would get would get drunk, um, and he had a really strong Aberdeen accent, and I, which I struggled to understand. And then when he was drunk, I could never. And I'd sit there as a little boy, just really scared because I couldn't understand him. Oh, hey, what he wasn't saying was, "Hey, lady." We're going to keep the pound, and we're going to get the wee Sasson accent of the country. Hey, oh, we're going to kick kick him out. Kick him out of the country, but we're going to keep the pound. And you need get none of our gas, you wee sassalax. Apparently they're going to put guards on the border. Really? Put guards on that. <laughs> it's, um, uh, so Would that's you miss ne- Scotland? Sorry? Would you miss it if it were to go? Well, it's not going. It's not, they're not going to cut it off and no, float it away. What they're saying is we're definitely no relation of yours. We're no relation of yours, laddie. <laughs> get out. No, I won't miss them. And we oh. like Scott. I still go if I need to. Yeah, I mean, it still feels it feels separate to me anyway. Yeah, when they vote to stay in the union, which they will do, yeah. you reckon? Yeah, of course they will. They're not stupid. Because well, they are going to ring. They've been promised dangled carrots, haven't they? Yeah. Ring fencing their um, yeah their education stuff like that. If they get a really good deal on education, yeah, of course they do. Prescriptions. Yeah. When they vote to stay in, England should then have a vote and vote them out. Oh, that's what we should do. Yeah, well, what you don't know is we dumped you last week. Yeah, exactly. That would teach. I'm, I'm getting bored of this. Next Thursday, is it? Yep. OK, right, so we've got another week and a half of boring coverage of that rubbish. And then uh, once we give them a good boot up the backside, teach them a lesson, tame those w- whale beasts. 
then they'll. Uh... Wow, you really are doing your bit for the no campaign, aren't you? <laughs> I'm more than happy to go up there, guys, and sort them out. You're doing the bye bye, don't mm-hmm. let the door hit you on the bum of the way out. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm doing. I will. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. You, you bored of all this Scottish nonsense? Too right, I'm bored of it. I mean, they're, uh, they're a bigger whinger than I am in Scotland. Wow, that uh, is uh, saying something, Pat. It is, I thought it would be this morning. I'm just actually fed up, I think, like you, in that they get the free care for the elderly, free tuition fees. I mean, th- we get free a lot of free things. And what do the politicians do for us in England? Why are we being ignored for all these free benefits that people are getting in other countries? Or other parts of the UK. You, you've introduced an interesting phone-in that we're, I'm more than happy to go with. Uh, d- 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 C- Catherine, you, you wish it on my ear. What have the Scots ever done for us? Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Shortbread. Shortbread? The Crankies? You can't give him tartan because that was actually the Irish. Yeah. So not a lot, Pat. Not a lot at all. I'm just... Uh, I, I, I tell you what, if they vote yes in Scotland, they can vote yes to losing quite a lot of things, I reckon. They're going to lose your support. We're, well, they're, going to lose, they're going to lose subsidies, aren't they? I mean, I, we're actually paying for what they're getting at the moment, but yep. I want to know what our MPs are doing for people in England. What are we getting here in England? Pat, listen, uh, um, actually quite a bit, but we haven't got time to go into that. You but reckon? Thank, yeah, oh, I, f- I thought I faded you off. I faded the wrong one. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> yes, now he's gone. Spiteri. Thank you, Pat. Spiteri. So this Corbett. Let's okay. Thank you for that. Ex, he's brought. He's introduced an interesting subject. What have Scotland ever done for us? So we've got Spiteri, Charlene. Mm-hmm. Corbett, Ronald, Way, Lulu. Oh no, I just forgot. Yeah, Lulu. Shortbread, and the crankies, and funny swearing from Mister Billy Connolly. Oh, it's funny! I'm Billy Connolly, and I was wearing a big slipper, and it was funny. <laughs> Fair play. Can we keep him? Oh wait, four five nine. I think America's got him now. Oh, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. What have the Scots ever done for us? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking quite slow on the speed sensors between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and Junction 13 for Bedford. The A1M, that's starting to look quite heavy, heading southbound just around Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, looking rather slow between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. That's following an earlier broken-down vehicle there, just getting in that all lanes have now been reopened. Having a look at the Barnet Bypass on Cameron, that's looking quite heavy, heading southbound between Stone. Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I see that um, World Literacy Day is trending on Twitter. The campaign being, take ten minutes to read to the children in your life. Hang on a second. Should a hashtag really be promoting you reading to your kids? And ten minutes? Is that all, you slackers? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Milton Keynes Council is reviewing its taxi licensing policy this evening. It follows widespread condemnation of councillors who approved a licence for a convicted rapist. 
A fifth of children in the east of England are being separated from their siblings when placed into foster care. The charity Action for Children says it's because there aren't enough people who can look after more than one child. Police in London searching for the missing teenager Alice Gross have arrested a second man on suspicion of murder. 14-year-old Alice was last seen 11 days ago. And the weather will be misty at first but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton claimed his sixth victory of the season after winning the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. He says he was delighted to overcome losing the lead to his teammate Nico Rosberg at the start of the race. A great day. I'm so happy that I was able to to pull that off, especially with all the difficulties at start. Overall, it's a good... It's a good win for the team, it's a good win for my, my mechanics, and my engineers and, and for me and, um, you know, i just got to try my hardest to keep bringing it like that. In tennis, Serena Williams beat Caroline Wozniacki in straight sets to win her sixth US Open and 18th Grand Slam title. Push long and deep by Wozniacki, plays another backhand standing inside the baseline but she drifts long and Serena Williams falls to the fall. She is flat on her back. The defending champion and world number one has claimed her 18th Grand Slam title. She joins illustrious company with Martina Navratilova and Chris Evert. Luton Town are still waiting for their first home league win of the season after losing 1-0 to Plymouth. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a 0-0 draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York and after Andy Bond was sent off, manager Graham Westley says improvements on the pitch need to be made. We are making some silly mistakes at the moment. There's a little bit of confusion here or confusion there and we don't quite do the right thing in the right situation. I want the player who's going to play with conviction. So they're learning, they're improving, they're developing. This will be a good side but you know the learning has got a, a stop and the delivering has got to start sooner rather than later for the season to be a success but we'll get there. England begin their Euro 2016 qualifying campaign against Switzerland tonight. They'll be without the injured Daniel Sturridge but manager Roy Hodgson says they're capable of getting a win. I'm very uh, satisfied with the group of players that I have to choose the team from and I'm, I'm quite confident that whatever team I put on the field I won't be let down or we won't be let down by the players and A, their understanding of their job and B, their desire to do it. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He swallowed my... (laughs) I've only just got it. What? Because she's supposed to be saying head. Yeah. But she can't say head. Why? Because the boa constrictor has swallowed it. Yeah. That makes that song even more brilliant. Mm. That song was written by a gentleman called Shel Silverstein. Do you know what else he wrote? Um, no. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy, too busy to come to the phone. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's very too busy to come to the phone 
And Sylvia's mother says, Sylvia's busy, too busy to come to the phone. And the operator says 30 cents more for the next three minutes, please. Right, that one. Oh, did he? I can't remember what it's called. Some hurtful stuff on Twitter. Hey, whoa, guys! Linda um, says, so is at 3CR Kate the new Dave Luton, hashtag manufactured? Listen, yeah, just because I'm speaking medieval English. It's spelled manufactured wrong. Oh. Also wrote Boy Named Sue as well. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good, Shell Silverstein. He also wrote Carry Me Carry, which is another great song. So, two very quick things. Spotted and 08459 555555. It's well literacy day. The reason I'm, I'm uh, fingering the papers is I notice it's in one of the papers, and I can't remember which one. And it's a big picture of David Walliams basically saying, hey, guys, it's World Literacy Day. Read I've to some kids' books. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But read to your kids for ten minutes a day. Right. Hang on, on though, You must admit that there are some books. It gets to the end of the day, and you think, I'm not reading that too long. Here we go. Read ten minutes a day, says uh, 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 David Walliams, right? No, if you're not reading... At least you should be reading half an hour to your day, and you shouldn't need a, a silly campaign to encourage you to do it. If you're not reading to your kids half an hour a day, not all in one chunk. Can I tell you something tragic? Then shame on you, parents. Shame on you. I used to read to my bump. It's not tragic. I used to read to uh, um, uh, my bump. No, hang on. My kids as well. Yeah. I used to sing to them. Yeah. Used to sing. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy Too busy to come to the phone Wow, they still came out Yeah, they did If you're not reading to your kids Half an hour a day Shame on you, you're a bad parent Although, if you want to read a bit of Enid Blightney You can normally knock it out in five minutes Yeah, well, but then you go and read another book My boys the other day We turned off the telly I said, right boys, go and get me some books Let's, let's read Let's read Go and get me some books And we sat there and we read And it was wonderful It was wonderful yeah. So shame on you if you're not doing it. Also, what have Scotland ever done for us? Suggestion from Scott Belks. Oh yeah, go on. on the Twitter. Scabby legs. No, I think that was reference to the chickens. Oh right. That wasn't. That was no. He sent me a load of Scottish bands that uh, I'm not really that bothered about. Um, Dave T says, if Scotland says yes, can they take Rod Stewart back with them? No, because he's not actually a Scotsman, is he? He's from the East End. Just pretend. But he's a pretend jock. Plastic jock. Yeah. Plastic uh, jock. Yeah. That's, okay. I'll stick with that. Yeah. yeah okay. Collins in Dunsmore. Good morning, Colin. Good morning. Are you, are you swallowing something there? Oh, yes. A little drop of water. A little drop of water? Yep. At 7.37? <clears throat> yes. Didn't work, did it? No. What have you got for us, Cole? Um, as you know, I am an ambassador for Dunstall. Yes. Oh, yes. You're and, clinging on to that. And yeah. you realise what? Do you remember why? What was mixed with that water, Colin? Was it a hefty amount of Jack Daniels? No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, you just, just woken up? Well, about an hour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Permission to speak freely, sir? Yeah, go on. You sound awful. He sounds like oh, a growling cougar. <laughs> Not <laughs> the good kind. <laughs> um, anyway, the whole reason was that I was made ambassador ambassador for Dunstable was because of the um, state of court drive, these um, shared crossings. Yes? Yeah? Yeah. Well, I can report back today that one of the crossings out of the three is now in operation as a normal zebra crossing. It's a zebra crossing! So your work as Ambassador Colin is done. Are you suggesting you stand down? Of 
course not. There's more work to be done, is there? Oh, yeah. What other work needs to be done in Dunstable, mate? Um, I'm not sure. Two more crossings? More, well, we the other the other two are being well. One of them's being attended to. The third one. Uh, they haven't started yet. Colin, I've got a great idea. You know we're moving to Dunstable in February. Oh, are you? Uh, surely it should have been flagged up with your people immediately. No, no, it wasn't. Right. In February, we're moving to Dunstable. Who's we? Uh, station. The whole radio station, yeah. Really? Kelly, you're coming, aren't you? I don't know, am I? Yeah. Oh, of course Busy. you are, Kells. Well, I don't know Dunstable that well, Colin. Right. So, when we move there in February... Would you take me on a little guided tour of Dunstable, for, and we can record it for the radio? Of course I will. Beautiful. You have set up an ambassadorial visit with the ambassador. Who's going to listen to that? Well, the listeners. Kelly, how yeah. dare you? I didn't realise he was still there. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, you've gone down in my estimation. What have the Scots ever given us, Colin? Haggis. Oh, I do like a bit of haggis. Oh, so do I. Oh, I do like a bit of haggis. And those scotch pies. Oh, lovely. I don't... Um, I don't... I've never had a scotch pie. Do you mean a scotch egg? No, no, no. They're, they're um... Minced meat. Do you know what? I always get with, the... I always uh, get the trots when I eat minced meat. With, um... A sort of... Pastry case over That's it. a pie, yeah? Yeah. That'll be a pie. Gosh, he sounds like yeah. a Marks and Spencer's ad, doesn't he? <laughs> Colin, thank you very much indeed. What uh, is it with mince meat? My uh, first daughter is mostly made out of Scotch egg. Yeah, I've not had a. Do you know what? I've not had a Scotch oh egg God, for years. That? A bit of mayonnaise. Yeah, I'm gonna have a Scotch egg. You can get them in petrol stations. You can get them in packs of two. I'll go twos up for a Scotch egg. Mm. I had, hey, do you want some Texas? Wait, I've got a Scotch egg story that I'd like to join in with. Um, I had one that had runny yolk. Oh, it's proper. Catherine, you're Texas. And by the way, Paul Scoynes is sending me loads of things that Scotland have, 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 we have to thank for, including the dugout in football. Oh. Mate, really? Grow uh, up. Barry says, Lulu spent her formative years in Welling Garden City. My mother used to play with her as a kid, so stuff that up your Scottish L- kilt. Lulu's off the list. If Scotland gets independence with all its free benefits and all the illegals will rush through England and Berwick-on-Tweed will be the new Sangat, oh. Iron Brew and Haggis will get more expensive, says Matt and ha- Maff in Hanslope. Yeah. The um, Seer of Doom. Tony says, don't forget the Scots kiss. That's Headbutt. what they gave us. Headbutt. Yeah, Glasgow yeah. kiss. Yeah, it? you see, it's very, I mean, it's a very aggressive nation. They're, they are, by definition, uh, aggressive people. Well, uh, that's the image, isn't that it? That is the image that see you, Jimmy. But isn't that just because the way they speak when they get going can sound a little bit like a, I a could machine never, gun? I could never marry a Scottish lass or an Irish lass. Oh, I could. No, what, really? Lass. You can now, it's legal. But uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I'm afraid their oh, I think accent. It's beautiful, and I love the Celtic melancholy. I could marry a Welsh girl. Oh, I like. I like a little bit of Welsh. Mm. That accent. Oh, sing to me to sleep, my darling. But the <laughs> Scottish accent and the Irish accent. I'll always be worried they're going to punch me. What the Irish accent's beautiful. No, nah, mate. No. Nah. What are you talking about? It's annoying. <gasps> it's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine for um, a little while, but beyond that, no, no, it's annoying. I think. Wow. As is the, the northern accent. Massive bigot. I'm a massive what? Yeah. Good morning. Can you ask what the Scots do for us? Whilst having the benefits, we don't. They also sit in Parliament and vote on our policies on what we can and can't have. I don't know why they need independence. They have it already, says Debbie. And Steve, a word of warning. Steve says, if you raise the standards, I'm turning off 
Stephen Snorbins. Well, I, I just think it's time. I think it's time that we... Although I did just say that mincemeat gives me the trots. Yeah. Which it does. I found some mincemeat the other day and, uh, and ate it and I instantly regretted it. Where did you find it? Oh, it was in a pan at home. Yeah. A pan at room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. How long had it been out? I got in quite late at night. Okay, I'm no doctor. (laughs) Well, I don't know the the rules about me. This is the thing. I I don't know the rules about me. It had been cooked. The boys had probably had it about five. I was eating it about ten. Right. Cooked. Cool it down. Wait till it's cool. Put it in the fridge. Then you reheat it thoroughly afterwards. And then proceed with caution. Okay. For heaven's sake. Thanks very much. What are you doing? Have we had any... um, Just is out getting um, some telepathic... Ev, isn't he? Mm. Uh, he's been quite quiet because normally he'll be banging on gloating that he's got loads of Ev and stuff. Maybe he is, but he's doing it through the power of his tiny mind. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Did you hear a whisper? <laughs> you know, um, you know, dinosaurs had tiny brains. Mm. I suspect that um, Justin is is part dinosaur. <laughs> I just imagine that there's like a you know there's a pee in there. I don't know why. Oh, look at you biting your tongue to, so that he doesn't have a go at your affair. He won't have a go at me. He won't know how to. He'll forget it in a minute. Oh, wait, 459. Oh, four. hang on a minute. I'm getting something coming through. What's he Telepathically. saying? Yeah. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> no, exactly. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555 is the telephone number. It's a busy show. What have the Scots ever done for us? So far, we've got Charlene Spiteri, Ronnie Corbett, Shortbread and the Crankies. Lulu has been struck off the list. She ain't Scottish, it turns out. She's a Cockney Londoner. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And telepathic stories, please. Come on, we all know it's a load of old guff. Scientists reckon they have proved it. They have proved it. That's nonsense. We've got something through on fostering as well. You know, they're talking oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. if the foster children have been separated from their siblings yeah, over the last year. Um, we've got a message here from Judy and Milton Keynes. It says, I'm listening to the show with interest regarding that uh, article. I'm a foster carer oh. with an empty double room and it's been empty for nearly a year. Oh. That's Judy and Milton Keynes. What's going on I there? couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I think I could do it once my children have um, left the nest. Uh, y- yeah. Um, Although I'd want to adopt, I don't think I could do it on a temporary basis. That'll be the thing, wouldn't it? That'll be the thing. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Coming up, foie gras. What's the fuss? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking quite busy on the speed sensors, just around junction 11 for Dunstable Road. Having a look at the M1 heading southbound as well, it's looking quite heavy between junction 10 at Luton Airport and junction 9 at Redbourne. The A1M heavy moving just around junction 2 for Wellham Green. And the M25 looking heavy heading anti-clockwise between junction 25 for Enfield and junction 24 for Potter's Bar. That was following an earlier broken down vehicle there. The North Orbital Road, that's queuing at the moment, just at junction 21A for the M25 and the Barnet Bypass looking heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. 746, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. My name's Ian Lee. Milton Keynes Council will today review its taxi policies after it emerged a convicted rapist was given a licence. There's been a rise in the number of children being split up from their siblings when being placed into foster care. And Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton done won a car race. He went fast around the corners and he didn't crash. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. A chilly start for some of us this morning. Temperatures ranging somewhere between 5 and 10 Celsius. So for some parts, it's really the more rural spots. It is quite cold this morning. Bit of mist and fog, but that's lifting gradually. And then the sun will appear. Some of us have got that already. It's going to continue uh, through the course of the day. We may see a bit more cloud this afternoon, but it's still going to feel warm. We're looking at a maximum temperature of 20 Celsius. Overnight tonight, clearing skies. The wind is light as well. We could see some mist and fog patches developing again. Again, chilly, single figures, minimum temperature 8 Celsius. And tomorrow, similar sort of day, chilly start, mist and fog. Then the sun will appear and it's fine and dry. Maximum temperature 20 Celsius for Tuesday. That's 68 degrees in Fahrenheit. Every weekday morning from nine, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because... Children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real-life experience. Don't be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking, sorry. There's two words here. Common sense. One way, pet hate. I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about telepathy. What have the Scots ever done for us? And also your attitude towards foie gras. A local pub in Hertfordshire has become the centre of a debate about the, uh, about the food. Protesters demonstrated outside the Bricklayer's Arms pub in Flaunden to raise awareness of the delicacy, which is the swelled liver of a goose which is overfed. Well, our reporter Justin Daly was there on Saturday evening during the demonstration. Uh, Justin, how many people were there? What was the, what was the atmosphere like? Well, when I arrived in, there were seven protesters by the door to the pub with two police officers. Um, their placards included things such as the delicacy of despair. It was a peaceful protest, to be fair, that there was no chanting. Uh, they were simply handing out leaflets to people as they entered the pub. But the protesters say to me that they are going to go back and protest again until this is taken off the menu. As for the pub, the owner said to me, he won't be blackmailed over this. But in reality, of course, does anybody really care whether it's cruel or not? Here's what people entering the pub had to say. I think there's more important things in this world, like kids dying on the streets of England and abroad on a daily basis and they're worried about a bit of pate. Will you be eating it this evening? I certainly will. I've never eaten it before but I'm going to try it and make my own decision. Interesting. So off the back of this process is actually making you want to eat it? Yes, absolutely. And if I like it, I'll have it again. If I don't, I won't. I eat it. Um, I think that in terms of a delicacy, it certainly is a delicacy. But um, I think in the greater scheme of things that there are a lot of worse practices, perhaps. So you don't feel guilty for eating it? Certainly not. I personally think they're wasting their time. I just let people get on and do what they want to do. If they want to eat it, they can eat it. If they want to eat it, don't. Will it put you off coming back here? Not at all. More fun, actually. I might come back again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you tried it yourself? Have you ever eaten it yourself? We have. We have in France, yeah. Yeah. You didn't feel guilty for eating it at all? No, not at all. Went back for seconds. I think it's a great shame that people like this haven't got something better to do on a Saturday night than threaten small businesses when there are plenty of other large businesses, if they want to make their presence felt, that they could go and intimidate and upset. 
no support then, it would seem, for the no, protests. I mean, there was one local person who joined the demonstration as I was leaving, and that person doesn't use the pub as far as I know, but certainly the people entering that pub um, have no problem with this at all, and they couldn't really understand the fuss. I mean, these people are regulars, they're going there pretty much on a weekly basis, and it was quite a shock for them to, to be entering their local pub with seven protesters and two police officers, but um, certainly the people that I spoke to, um, certainly no support for the protesters. Did they say why they were um, protesting outside the pub instead of the manufacturers or a shop that sells? It seems odd to target mm. a small pub. I mean, for them, they just think it's cruel and they want this taken yeah. off the menu as soon as possible, of course, that they were the Harpershire animal rights protesters. Um, they just want it taken off the menu. But, of course, the pub, they're saying to me they won't be blackmailed. And, of course, although it's illegal to produce it in the UK, it's not illegal to sell it in the UK. So he's doing nothing wrong uh, by, by the legal standards. And people are going into that pub and they're ordering it. At the end of the day, he's doing nothing wrong and he's there to make money. If people are buying it, I suppose, why should he take it off the menu? Josh, thank you very much uh, indeed. Listening to that is Kirk Leach, the executive director of the European Animal Research Centre, who doesn't have a problem with far gras. And we've also got Vicky Bond, a vet from Compassion in World Farming, who are petitioning the EU to ban production of the food. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Vicky, we'll start with you. What's your beef with foie gras? Well, foie gras is an inherently cruel practice. It involves caging ducks in cages the size of the bird and shoving hundreds of grams of, of grain down their throat twice a day. In terms of geese, um, they're kept in barren pens on slatted flooring um, and again, maybe fed up to three or four times a day with up to a thousand grams of grain in, um, down their throats. This is not a natural practice. This is incredibly unethical and I don't think those people really realise the suffering involved in their production of foie gras. Kirk, you don't seem to have a problem with it. No, I don't. I think the customers of the pub were eminently sensible and should be con- con- you know, supportive for what they were saying. No, I don't. I mean, I think this protest and what I've just heard indicates how a liberal our times are where food practice and what we do in private have become public concern. I don't see the production of what I've got as being cruel at all. It actually mimics a natural process. I mean, ducks, unlike humans, don't gag. You know, they have a lined esophagus so they can, so they can swallow whole frogs and whole fish. Excuse me, I didn't interrupt you, so please give me the chance to speak, then you can more than you know, take your time. So they don't gag them like humans. So obviously, you know, if you look at it, it looks, it looks cruel, but it mimics a natural process, which ducks do when they kind of migrate. These ducks don't migrate. I don't think it's a natural, uh, an, uh, cruel process at all. And Vicky, I think you wanted to come in? Yes, I do. Um, absolutely, it is not a natural process to um, to gorge themselves on th- in three seconds on hundreds worth um, hundreds of grams of grain. These ducks are foragers. They would they would eat. I agree. You know, before migrating, their livers may get become bigger, but they don't become ten times the size. And it's not because they've been feeding within three seconds hundreds of grams of grain. No, they've been foraging. They forage on berries. They forage on seeds, um, on aquatic weeds, for instance. These birds don't eat huge volumes of grain altogether. You know, within several seconds. And we see high mortality levels in those birds in the process of gavaging. A million birds, um, a billion, du- million ducks a year die um, during this process. They don't even reach slaughter because it's causing untold suffering to these animals and they become, they, their abdomen becomes distended. 
um, and that in itself will cause discomfort. And to keep them in barren environments where they can't perform their natural behaviours, to think of a duck without water, I mean, it doesn't, it just doesn't work. You know, these birds are, can't even open their wings, the cages are Kirk, so small. It, 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 you can't argue that, it, that it's a, a replication of a natural process being kept in a tiny cage and having a tube shoved down their throat. Exactly. No, the, the, the point I was making was that um, ducks, because the, the point that she was making before was that forcing, force-feeding them, ducks don't gag like humans. So admit, let, me, let me finish. Makes a, 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 a process. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is easy on the eye or easy to stomach. I, I'm not saying that at all. But you don't however, think there's any. However, cru- however, you don't think there's any cruelty in in having a bird in a cage that's not much bigger than the bird and and, and having a tube shoved down its throat. You no, think actually, that? Actually, well, actually, most 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 far gras. If you look at say, go to France. Look at how far gras produce. These ducks are not in cages. Most of them are in open pens. That's I've true. seen. I've, that's I've not seen. True. There are, I what, agree. There what are. What is the point of having a conversation? What is the point of having a conversation? Kirk, if the Kirk, person gives interrupting me. Kirk, 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 I think the people who say this is cruel are wrong. And number two, I think the the kind of petty harassment of small local shops should be condemned. The reason they're outside your local pub is because these people have stopped most of the high street department department shops, supermarkets from selling foie gras. I think only Fulham and Masons in London have left to do it. But the reason they're attacking small pubs who probably make 3% of their takings from the production of foie gras they're bullying these people, and they should be condemned for it. Vicky, are, are they picking the wrong people? Well, the reality is retailers have stopped selling it because they know it's associated with a terribly cruel practice, and they themselves don't want to be associated with it. This is why it's so important that, unfortunately, there are individuals that don't show compassion to animals, and that's why we need legislation that protects animals, and that's why we have a petition going to the European Commission to ban both the import and the production of foie gras in the European Union. Vicky, I'm assuming you're a vegetarian. I don't think my eating habits are particularly relevant here. Compassionate ah. farming, we believe in higher welfare farming. That's but, what we well, believe in. Well, th- in that it's case, about raising animals. It no. is it, your, your eating habits are. I'm assuming in that case you're not a vegetarian, so you, you, it is okay for a, an animal to I don't know either have its throat slit or a bolt put through its head. That's okay. There are forms of, of slaughter that can be more humane, and we advocate humane forms of slaughter. So you need stunning for slaughter. That's incredibly important. But but so but so but that it, it's just some people might see a contradiction there that you think that one practice is cruel, but the stunning of, of an animal, which isn't always successful, and then having a bolt put through its head, it, it, that still sounds quite cruel, doesn't it? Unfortunately, the reality is that farming practices require slaughter, and that's why it's incredibly important to maintain humane forms Well, you could be a vegetarian if if you were that against cruelty to animals. Again, I'm not talking about my dietary habits. We want to raise the bar on farming and wealth. We want to reduce the number of animals suffering in the world. Well, they would suffer less. They should should be raised higher welfare. They would suffer less if they didn't have their throat slit or a bolt put through their head, wouldn't they? The reality is farm animals... People want to eat farm animals, and that's why we must ensure that they are raised in higher welfare conditions. That's the key. Give them as much compassion as you can, and to do that, you need to rear them in higher welfare conditions. And you don't see a contradiction in saying give them as much compassion as you can when when you are condoning the killing of them? 
We, we live in a society where animals are raised for food. And at this current time, that means they should be raised in humane, um, humane systems that allow them to, um, to be able to perform their natural behaviours. And foie gras absolutely does not allow them to perform any of their natural behaviours. Kirk, would it, would it really have such an impact on, on the farming world if, if, if we outlawed foie gras? It would certainly have an impact on certain French uh, producers of foie gras, but I think the broader point I would like to make is that this, I mean, you, you raise an interesting contradiction there, which is that why should somebody's subjective distaste of a certain food production, foie gras, mean that other people cannot enjoy it? Just, be, you know, and, and as you said, there's a contradiction between production of meat for, for the table and foie gras for the table. Why should somebody... Uh, their their feelings about one uh, deny the right of other people to enjoy this as a practice. So I think it should be condemned and I think people should be allowed to produce foie gras and sell it in the UK. OK, listen, I appreciate your time. We're out of time. It's, uh, the last voice you heard there was Kirk Leach, Executive Director of the European Animal Research Centre. And uh, the other voice was Vicky Bond, a vet from Compassion in World Farming. Your thoughts on it, please. Uh, foie gras, is it cruel? Have you had it? What does it taste like? And is there, and I, I hope it didn't sound like I was picking on Vicky because I didn't mean to at all, but is there a contradiction in campaigning for the banning of foie gras and, and campaigning against cruelty towards animals when you eat meat? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound rather heavy between Junction 10 Luton Airport Spire Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A1M also rather heavy between Junction 8 at Stevenage and Junction 7. Looking at the M40 it's queuing heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25 and so far taking a look at the trains everything's running well. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I enjoyed that. Your thoughts on that, please. Also, in the next hour, your telepathic tales. And what have the Scots ever done for us? We've got four things so far. They must have done more. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines are a review of rules for Milton Keynes taxi drivers, siblings being split up when put into foster care and beauty salons failing to follow safety rules. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council is reviewing its taxi policies this evening after it emerged a convicted rapist was given a licence. Another five taxi drivers with criminal convictions are still on the road in the new city. Chair of the Fenny Stratford Residents Association, Rosemary Smith, says the councillors responsible should resign. I'm not saying that this is a witch hunt or anybody wanting revenge, but I can't see that the safety of the residents of Milton Keynes is anything other than priceless. And the trust in their councillors is paramount to the residents that are putting them into power. A fifth of children in the east of England are being separated from their siblings when being placed into foster care. The charity Action for Children says it's because of a shortage of people who can look after more than one child. Elaine Sturman, a foster mother from Aylesbury, says siblings need to support each other. It is very, very important to to keep them together. It, It helps with all sorts of things, especially the trauma of coming into care. If they're together, it eases that, but... If they're separated, that makes that trauma much, much worse. 
Police in London searching for the missing teenager Alice Gross have arrested a second man on suspicion of murder. 14-year-old Alice was last seen 11 days ago. A third of beauty salons in Luton and Milton Keynes investigated by the BBC are failing to follow industry safety guidelines. Salons are supposed to offer patch tests on customers wanting eyebrow tinting. Jane Killick reports. In January, 17-year-old Harley Kay from Luton was taken to hospital with burns. She claims the American nail bar in Luton had incorrectly waxed her eyebrows before tinting them and then left the tint on for 15 minutes instead of the recommended two. The salon has admitted liability but compensation is yet to be agreed. The British Association of Beauty and Cosmetology is calling for a compulsory register of beauty therapists to prove they hold proper qualifications. With only 10 days to go to the Scottish referendum, one poll has put the Yes camp in the lead for the first time. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, says extra power should be given to the Edinburgh Parliament if they decide to stay in the UK. Professor John Curtis from the University of Strathclyde says the issue of which campaign has the more credible arguments is crucial. I think the no side need to realise that they are approaching something of a crisis of credibility. We're now in a position where 51% of people say they do not believe what the no side say about the currency, and that number has kept on increasing the more the no side have insisted that they are not bluffing. In sport, Lewis Hamilton claimed his sixth victory of the Formula One season after winning the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. And the weather will be misty at first, but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. All this week, we're discovering Prince's Risborough. Filled with lovely people who have got a great sense of community. Exploring where you live. And there are some nice walks in the area. White leaf up the top is very nice. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian's just emailed in. Ian, I've had foie gras. Tastes a bit like chicken. (laughs) I bet it does. Yeah, everything tastes like chicken. Although that... mm. What? You can have too much chicken. Oh, no, you can't. Chicken and bacon. The the fowl and the swine together in a sandwich. Who thought of that? That just makes salty chicken. Oh... Catherine's got her hand raised. I've got a bit of a thing about um, chicken. Yeah. Um, I've got a principle. Oh, yeah, go on. If I am packing my shopping... When you say packing your shopping, you actually mean packing your shopping. I won't put eggs in the same bag as chicken meat. Because it feels like you're, like, wrapping it up with its mum. You really mean that as well, don't you? Oh, for goodness sake. You see what we're dealing with here? Wow. Talking about taxi drivers in Milton Keynes, you can tell us your shopping superstitions, telepathic powers, and also what have the Scots ever done for us? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We're going to... I'm going to hear from Justin a couple of times in this next hour. We're making him work hard today. We're making him earn his buck. 
Now, Milton Keynes Council is set to take action tonight following last week's revelation that a serial rapist was given a taxi licence. There's been a widespread condemnation of councillors who approved that driver's application, along with six others with convictions, at least one of which was for a sexual offence. Well, um, we can talk now to Conservative MP for Milton Keynes North, Mark Lancaster. Morning, Mark. Good morning. It's a mess, isn't it? It is a mess. Uh, I think everybody was uh, shocked, I confess, in ten years of being a Member of Parliament. I think this is probably one of the most jaw-dropping moments. I was pleased how quickly Milton Keynes Council has acted, but I think we need to do more, which is why I've written to the Secretary of State uh, really saying that we need to have a degree of consistency, really, in guidance now from government so that we can ensure that taxi drivers are treated exactly the same way across the country. Because, it, well, this is the thing, there is, it, it is completely inconsistent. Leeds is very, very strict on, on what they do, but it's, it's up to, to local councils to decide the rules themselves. That can't be right, can it? Well, yes and no. Uh, I think what we need is, is a higher bar for taxi drivers to cross. Now, it's right at one level that uh, once you have been convicted of an offence and you've served your sentence after a period of time, that should that should be considered to be spent. However, I personally, I believe there are some crimes which are simply inappropriate for a taxi driver to have committed howe- however long ago. For example? Well, uh, rape or any form of sort of violence against a person or really probably any kind of um, act or, or crime against an individual because mm. when you're in that taxi and you're on a one-to-one situation uh, in an environment which you can't control, I think you need and deserve the right uh, to have the confidence the person driving you hasn't had one of those crimes in the past. What needs to happen tonight, Mark? Well, I think uh, Milton Keynes Council, within the guidance which already uh, sits uh, from government, which says that a taxi driver must be a fit and proper person, I think uh, Milton Keynes Council need to make sure that locally they raise the bar uh, to ensure that something like this can't happen again. Uh, have you spoken to other ministers about this? If so, what have, what have they said? Indeed, I have. I've had a one-to-one conversation uh, just whilst we were voting last week with the Secretary of State for Transport and explained the situation uh, in Milton Keynes. He was uh, shocked and surprised uh, and has uh, pledged to go and have a look at it. Now, these things always take a small amount of time. Yeah. But, um, I have started those wheels uh, in motion. I think the other thing to say, of course, is that historically we used to have um, CRB checks, the Criminal Records Bureau's checks, and they were done on an individual sort of um, organisation by organisation, county by county basis. The one positive thing in this area the government has done recently is to change that process, where we now have a national uh, database, if you'd like, so that there is that information can be shared between organisations, which wasn't the case before. You say you've you, you spoken... How long does this process take, Mark? What, what, what's, what's the procedure? Well, basically, I have written to the Secretary of State for Transport and then followed it up verbally as well because I happened to bump into him uh, last week to explain the situation. Uh, he said that he'll go away and look at it. So basically, his officials will now be looking uh, at uh, the guidance and how it could be improved. I think the one thing you do learn in politics, Ian, is always to be slightly careful before rushing in to make a decision because there's always unintended consequences of every action you take. Mm. So I think right now they'll be thinking, OK, well, if we do raise the bar, what are the unintended consequences? Can we cope with those consequences? Uh, former Mayor Subban Shafiq, councillors Gladstone, Mackenzie, and Stuart Burke, they passed this uh, this gentleman through and gave him the licence. Should they stand down as councillors? 
Well, I've been asked this question several times now. My view is on the sort of current information that we have, certainly our former mayor probably should, but I think it's only right that he should be given the opportunity to explain his actions and apologise. Currently, I understand he hasn't, but I would like to sort of urge him again uh, to give both his war constituents and the wider people of Milton Keynes the opportunity to hear exactly what happened and why so that we can then form an opinion. We we have been trying to get them all on the show and uh, none of them have, have, have surfaced yet. We will let you know if they do come on. Mark, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Conservative MP for Milton Keynes North, Mark Lancaster. And just to reiterate, uh, Subhan Shafiq, former mayor, um, you are more than welcome to come on this show. Maybe you didn't get the letter we sent, recorded delivery, maybe, uh, I don't know. You are more than welcome to come on this show and you can have as, um, as long as you want to put forward your position. You want half an hour, you can come and have half an hour. Uh, why don't you give us a call and we can sort it out maybe for tomorrow's show. 08459 455 555. And the same goes to the uh, councillors, Gladstone, Mackenzie, Stuart Burke. You are very welcome to come on the show and uh, put forward your, your side of the story. I'm aware it's, it's very one-sided at the moment, yeah. so I'm happy to redress the balance. It may not be so cut and dry as it appears. Yeah. Yeah. 08459 555. You can Ca- give us a ring. Call me now. Yeah. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Struggling this morning. The Jockey Horror Show. Jockey Horror Show. That's quite good, actually. Oh? Um, uh, The front page of The Sun. The battle to keep Scotland and Britain sank into chaos yesterday. The Queen is horrified Scotland may be independent. She's got Balmoral, isn't it? Yeah, some of her favourite places are in Scotland. Yeah, some of her favourite places she um, she stole and owns. So... uh, You know there's no heat in there? Well, in Scotland, there is. No, no, in Balmoral. What, really? Yeah, they, that's why they all um, carry around um, hot water bottles. No, do not carry... Seriously, they seriously. do not. It's a true fact. I think they had to get rid of all of the heating uh, after the fire in Windsor Castle. <laughs> they, no, they weren't taking... Got no, too warm. No more risks. What we're trying to come up with is next Thursday, week Thursday, that they vote. Mm-hmm. And whether they um, want to, you know, survive and be part of us, or they, they want to they slowly want to. wither and die. Right. Uh, and, and I'm bored of it. We're trying to find out. This ca- who was who came up with this? Me. No, no, it was off the back of a call, wasn't it? it yes, was, uh, it was Colin. No, it wasn't Colin. Colin was talking about. No, it things. wasn't Colin. It was um, the grumpy gentleman whose name escapes me. Kelly was the grumpy gentleman that phones in. Pat. Pat. Oh, Pat, Pat. Outrageous. Yeah. I get the feeling. I don't know. I get the feeling Pat hates me, but listens every day. I, don't I like think he Pat. Hates you. I think he likes being disgruntled. Oh, I like Pat a lot. Hey, Marco in St Albans has a question on the Texas. Yeah, go on. He says, if Scotland gets their independence, will you guys still feel the same way and support Andy Murray like you do now? <laughs> Marco, do you listen? <laughs> I'm curious to know, says Marco of St Albans. I, I take it as a rhetorical question. Um, uh, what has Scotland ever done for us? So this is the list we've got, and it's poor. Oh, here's some good ones, though. Go on, you can give So far, we've got Charlene Spiteri. Ronnie Corbett, Lulu's been crossed off because she's actually a Cockney. Shortbread and the Crankies. It's not great, is it? Craig's not happy. He thinks we're patronising the Scots, are we? We're just asking. No, we're, we're not. not patronising. We're taking the mick. There's a difference. Like we do with everyone else. Yeah. Scots gave you the gave you. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, here we go, sir. Scots gave you the Bank of England. Macadization, rubber tyres, penicillin, TV, right. breech-loading slow, rifle and slow Macintosh. Down. Slow down. Right. So they've given us weapons. You proud of that? Really? I don't think so. The <laughs> Bank of England is obviously uh, English. You're thinking of the Royal Bank of Scotland. Um, breech births, did they say? No. Oh, that, that was the rifles. Breech-loading rifles. Tyres. Yeah. Someone would have invented tyres. If they'd invented wheels, boom, that would be great. Tyres? 
Well, they're quite important and good. <laughs> yeah, but someone would have invented them anyway. Victory at Waterloo. Wow. Held the line at Balaclava. It was because we used to go, go on, you go first, lads. Well, we, so far we've had three things that are very uh, warmongery. The steam engine, uh-huh. electrodynamics, radar, insulin, pedal bicycle and many, many more. Yeah, boring things. <gasps> Bo- I mean, boring things. The pedal bicycle and war. Judy says, tarmac and television. That is a, can I steal that as the title for my autobiography, please? Yes, Tarmac and Television. Tarmac, blimey. OK, all right. Well, it's, it, it's still not the most impressive list. It's still not a list that would make me think, man, we've got to keep those guys. Hang on a minute. The steam engine, you know, provided the mechanisation for the, steam engine the has, Industrial Revolution. Mate, the steam engine has created train spotters. Do they really want to be proud of that? Oh. Really? Oh. Scotland's full of hills. And I do like Scotland. Please, please be aware. I've um, never been to Scotland. Poison scribes that my tongue is slightly in my cheek. But it's full of... You've never been to Scotland? No. You won't be able to go in, a, in two weeks' time. I want to go when it's abroad. Why have you not been to know. Scotland? You just never had the You've opportunity. You've never been to Edinburgh? No, I almost went to St Andrews University. That would have been my first time in Scotland. That's pr- pretty far in Scotland. Because you, you would totally um, uh, love the Edinburgh Festival. Do you think? Yeah, you would love it. Why? Because it's all a bit artsy and pretentious. And I know you've got aspirations to be, you know, to, to be better than this. your your lot that God has given you. Oh. You'd like it. You'd like Scotland. I'll take you to Scotland sound, one day. That sounded like you were being nice, but actually yep. you were kicking me in the uh, hookie. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what was going on. Yeah. Are you OK with that? Uh, Have a think. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound, very heavy moving at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 8 and Junction 7 for Stevenage. The M1 heading southbound, looking rather heavy moving between Junction 10 for Luton Airport, Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Taking a look at the M25, very slow at the moment, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 16, the M40. The M40 itself looking heavy, that's heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25 and taking a look in North Watford, the A41, Northwestern Avenue that's looking quite heavy moving just around the Dome roundabout. So far no problems on the trains. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying this far too much this morning. It's 8.16, it's Monday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Council will today review its taxi policies after it emerged a convicted rapist was given a licence. There's been a rise in the number of children being split up from their siblings when being placed into foster care. And the Scottish Yes campaign has been given a lead in the polls for the first time. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Pretty little market town in the middle of the Chiltern Hills. It's a beautiful little town. Yeah, really green and peaceful. Exploring where you live. You get smiles along the high street. Risborough people on the whole are very friendly. All this week, we're discovering Princess Risborough. From where I live, you can look out and there's just green fields all the way down the bottom. Telling everyone about where you live. Walking, cycling, yeah, lots to offer. You keep finding new places and new views. Even just driving about, you get surprises. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's got a great sense of community and the spirit here is fantastic. From BBC Three Counties Radio. 
You take your time. You take your time. Don't worry. Get your breath, Jonathan. Get your breath. Take your time. Get your breath. No, don't panic, Mr. Mannering. You see Jonathan Vernon Smith rushing around. He's having printer problems. Oh, the, the, the printers here at the BBC are absolutely shocking. I, every time I want to print something, I have to go into the kind of like the mainframe computer, reset which print. That printer's not available. Oh, for goodness sakes. And you're about to be handed something. You can come in, Laura, if you've got something you want to give him. Look at this. What's it? Oh, and I'm drinking someone else's water. That's oh, dear. Disgusting. That's going to get the lurgy Thank from that. Oh. Dear me, what's, that, what's happened to you? that I've just drunk? That's not water. Oh. That's my sp- spittoon. I picked out the wrong glass. Oh, oh dear. I've just drunk someone else's liquid. You probably... I, I know Have it's you? not mine. I know it's not mine because it's warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good morning. You're all right. Happy Monday. <laughs> Start of a new week. You having a good day so far? No, so far, no. No, no, so far, no. Okay. Well, things can only get better. They could get a little bit worse. Wasn't that uh, wasn't that a song? Dream. That was the the professor. Things can only get better. <laughs> it's, that was um, uh, Cox. Pardon? Professor Cox was in Dream. Brian Cox, wasn't he? That was, was he name. really? Yeah, he was in Dream. That was the uh, the opening song for Tony Blair's yeah. premiership, wasn't premiership. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Boy, boy, oh boy, did they get that wrong. <laughs> You've caught your breath. What's on your yes. show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, are you now worried that Scotland will vote for independence? Uh, the news front pages today, they're absolutely covered in panicked yep. headlines about the future of the UK. The independent goes with Scotland heads for exit, whilst the Daily Telegraph runs with 10 days to save the union. Polls suggest supporters of Scotland remaining in the UK are now stepping up their campaign as they fear the Yes campaign is now looking more popular. Mm. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Are you now worried that Scotland will vote for independence? Let's face it, we didn't think they would up until now, did we? No, no, it's looking, it's getting close. We thought up until now, everyone was saying, oh, they won't vote for Common it. Common sense would prevail. Exactly, they, they won't vote for it. Now, after this poll, yeah. it would suggest it's really close yeah. and that there may just be enough people in Scotland who will vote to go independent. What does that mean for us? What does that mean to our, our country? And what will happen as a result? If they Can you just imagine if they do vote to go independent? Yep. What's going to happen? There'll be riots on the street. Well, now, riots... The only, There'll be a lot of angry people. The only um, thing I can see that will affect me is we'll have to change the union flag. That'll have to change. That's the only thing you think... It's the only thing that'll bother me, yeah. We've got to change, oh, change the blooming union, Jack. We'll see, we should go and see if we can find another country that wants to join us. Maybe uh, like a small one like Finland or something, once we're part of the union. So it really doesn't bother you apart from the fact that we'd have to change the flag? That really, that honestly is my major concern, we'd have to change the flag, yes. The rest of it, no, fine, let, let them... But let it's them. Part, of, part of our country, we're a, a, a unified country. Well, we, we, we may not be Great in big chunk 10 of, days' time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But doesn't that upset you? The thought? No. Of, no? No. Well, from nine this morning... Are you now worried that Scotland? You will really vote? are, aren't you? You're I, really I concerned genuinely, about this. I, I don't know what the hell they're playing at. I mean, if you're listening up there, pull yourselves together. From nine this morning, are you now worried that Scotland will vote for independence? Oh eight four five nine. <laughs> That's what they want. Some posh English bloke <laughs> telling them to pull themselves together. Well, they should do. It's ridiculous. They know not what they do. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
I don't know why he's not doing a live simulcast with BBC Scotland. I don't know either. Him and Kirsty Walk should be doing a show together, 9 till 9.30, and um, that, that, that'll that sort it out. Gosh, can you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine if he went up there, it wouldn't be 51% voting in favour, it would be 87% <laughs> voting in favour. Yeah, really, really posh bloke. Well, that's the reason we're leaving, Laddie, is people like you and your attitude. <laughs> Oh, attitude. <laughs> yeah, attitude. <laughs> now, there's a story... I'm in... calling these the vexed messages from now on. Oh, They're go getting on. well vexed. What we got? Who's vexed? On the Texas. Helena Milton Keynes is taking ownership of Craig, angry Craig, who said that uh, we provided this and that and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Helena Milton Keynes, Michelin, claim they invented the tyre. Royal Bank of Scotland was created because the Bank of England had to bail out and bankrupt Scotland, which was the main reason for the Treaty of the Union. Ooh, Helena yeah. Milton Keynes says, I think you're fine. Yeah, in your face, Scots. Uh, now, the proclaim and Granny Murray is another person's suggestion for what Granny, I love was. Granny Murray. She's good. She's on a kids' TV show. Don in High Wickham says the uh, Scots gave the English backbone. Don High Wickham. Oh, and jog on, fella. Phil says this is the biggest contribution as far as Phil's concerned. What the Scots ever done? Two of them made my dad, who with my mum made me. The Scots have also been overrepresented in the armed forces. Uh, Caroline Bedford uh, is um, rather amused by my weird thing about the chicken and the egg. This is weird. You can't put them in the same bag. You, if you go shopping and you buy chicken and you buy eggs... they go in separate bags. It's only right. Show them some respect. Because you, you're worried that they, they might get upset. Why are you putting the mum and the baby in the same wow. bag, aren't you? That's wow. wrong. Can you believe that, Just? I can believe that. You, you don't I, do it, do you? I believe. I You're with believe me, aren't you? Oh, I believe. Oh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's off on one already. I believe. There is, a, uh, uh, there is a story in the papers that... Si- You're right, Kath. What are you seeing? Justin just tickles me. <laughs> I know, and we have launched uh, uh, lodged a complaint <laughs> about that, so fingers crossed that won't be happening I again. I think we all know the truth there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I deny the allegation, and if it ever happened... Yeah, well, it must have been fleeting. I don't. Shame we didn't have uh, webcams back in the day, otherwise you would uh, not be working at the BBC. Webcams and a microscope. Can you take this flirting <laughs> off air, please? Yes. Now, there is a story in the papers. You're so naughty, you two. There is a story in the papers. Scientists have proved that telepathic powers exist. Of course they don't. It's a load of old rubbish. Ian, why am I even here? I don't know, just Seriously. I ask that question every flipping morning. <sighs> not that issue, but this issue. You know, every single time this comes up in the papers, you bring out the same old line it's a load of old rubbish you are narrow-minded we Please. brought we showed we showed this to you in the office before the show and you went guys i don't know how much more ev i can give you i've proven it already <laughs> how about some ev oh, seriously, <laughs> seriously. And he came, he's, he's been out on the street right all yeah. morning and i saw, just saw him briefly during the news and he said this stuff is going to blow your mind. No, it will. It will. I suspect it won't. It will do. And I have to say, thank you once again for making my Monday morning very easy, because, as you know, I can read minds just like that. This report took me all of about ten minutes compared to a normal report of, let's say, an hour. Twelve minutes. So so thank you very much. Um, Okay, we we can do this individually in three parts, okay? Okay. I've got lots of it. It's a trilogy. If if you want to do a one-hour special... trilogy of Ev from this plum. I have the minerals for a one-hour broadcast on this if you want okay? <laughs> evidence number one that I can read people's Exhibit minds yes. here Exhibit we go shall I press play please here we go. do you believe in telepathy sir uh, no why I just think it's possible I bet I know what you're thinking what's, what's going on who are you I'm J-Dog I work with Ian Lee on Three Counties Radio I think I know what you're thinking right now okay can you just look at me in the eye for a second okay we've got the focus right I think that you are thinking to yourself, am I going to get a full one-hour lunch break today? 
you know I'm right. I can tell by your face you're shocked. You know I'm right, don't you? Yeah, well, I don't know how you would think of that. I was thinking that earlier. I don't know. Mm. Right, Justin. There you go. Can I just play the beginning of that report again? Yeah, go for would it. You, would, would you mind? No, it's okay. So I just just want to check something. All yep. right. So just listen. Everyone, just listen. I'm going to turn this. I'm going to get it in the right place. I'm going to turn this up nice and loud. Let's just have a quick listen to it. So just thought we heard something. Do you believe in telepathy? Sir? Right. Okay. What What the hell is telepathy? Telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah, that's what I said. Telepathy. Yeah, but <laughs> hang on a second. Hang what on. is What is telepathy? Reading people's minds. No, that's no, mate. That's telepathy. I call it telepathy. It's my own words. Look, there, there's the evidence. You're, you're getting away from the evidence. Evidence number one. Okay. Agreed. Are, well, we, are we all clear here? Are we all clear? Well, some of us are. What's What's Exhibit B? For goodness sake, you two. You're just getting right on my nerves. Right. Okay. Your psychic nerves. You. Yeah. Again, these were all random meetings of minds on the street, <laughs> but they weren't set up. Evidence number two. I think you're thinking that people in this town don't drive very well. That's a really random thought, I know, but is that what you're thinking right now? Yeah. Yeah. Are you not a bit freaked out that I can predict something so <laughs> random like that? In Luton, it's just the way it is. It's just everyone, everyone drives rubbish. So for anybody who thinks that telepathy is a load of nonsense, <laughs> for example, Ian Lee, he needs to get a life, doesn't he? Yeah. So you're bullying, you're bullying can, can young you, can men. You say, can you say February for me? February. Oh, exactly. Can there I you tell you something? Go on. Go on. Justin, mm. I know exactly what you're doing now. You're standing outside 3CR. No, And you've no, got a cigarette no, not on. Not true, not true at all. I'm well, Nick smoking. can see you and has just texted me in well, and said, Justin you, is standing outside 3CR with a fag you. on talking to Ian. I can see him, no, LOL. Hand, hand on heart. In fact... Next person that walks past me, I'll ask them. Hand on heart, I am not smoking a cigarette. Oh, okay, right. So, so your psychic powers clearly aren't okay, working. Okay, mate, but obviously you're a telepathic, telepathetic. <sighs> What's right. evidence number three? Okay, you're not impressed by that? Not yet, How mate. How random is that? That well, man thinking about traffic problems. You, in you, you bullied a young man. Okay, no, right. No, What's I number didn't. three? Okay, evidence number three. Here we go. Sir, I'm from uh, Ian Lee's show. Um, what's your name? Richard. Richard. Richard, we're doing a feature this morning about telepathy. Okay, I could be wrong here, <laughs> but I'm thinking... Just look me in the eye for a second. Can we hold that focus there for They're a second? They're thinking, what's telepathy? One, two, <laughs> three. I think that you're thinking right now that you're going to be late for work. Yes, that's correct. Do you think I've got special powers? Yes. Thank you, sir. What more do you need? <laughs> Listen, do you, do you want me to come back later on with more? Oh, I, I mean... I don't get you. What is your... Seriously, you're starting to annoy me now because, again, <laughs> I have given you evidence of... Evidence you're making me evidence, And you still don't get it. Ju- Justin, I mean, fair play. It, yes, you've intimidated some young men and some feeble men uh, on you the street. You've got in the way of someone on his way to work who's in a rush. Yeah, so that's fine. We'll, we'll probably leave it there for today, mate. Why? Because it's... You're embarrassing yourself. What, why? I've given you three separate pieces of evidence. Could Random meetings of minds. Yeah, definitely with that last fella, yeah, no. you, your mind's no, met. No, I knew what they were thinking. Anything from lunch breaks to being late for work to traffic problems. How on earth could you predict, by looking at somebody for three seconds mm. with an eye-to-eye focus, they were thinking about traffic problems? How on earth could you predict, when you're interrupting someone's journey to work, that they're going to be thinking either about lunch mm-hmm. or about traffic or about the person standing in their way? Well, he Do was walking down that? the road and there was nobody there. That, that right. was you. an hour ago. It right. was you. Justin, thank you for that. You've got half an hour. Could you get us, do you think, a minute on what have the Scots done for us? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be quite brief, but I'll, um, I'll do my oh, best for you. Thank you very much. <laughs>
travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. One heading southbound, rather slow moving between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. The A1M heading southbound, there's one lane closed at the moment between Junction 4 at Hartford and Junction 3 for St Albans. That's due to an accident that's happened there. Also rather heavy on the A1M around Junction 2 for Wellham Green. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, that's looking heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 16, the M40. And the M40 is queuing on camera heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. On the train, so far, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight, I'm Liak New. The headlines Milton Keynes Council is expected to tighten its taxi licensing policy this evening. It follows widespread condemnation of councillors who approved a licence for a convicted rapist. A fifth of children in the east of England are being separated from their siblings when placed into foster care. The charity Action for Children says it's because there aren't enough people who can look after more than one child. With only ten days to go to the Scottish independence referendum, a poll has put the Yes camp in the lead for the first time. After nine o'clock this morning, JVS will be asking if you're worried that Scotland will vote for independence. The weather will be misty at first, but staying dry and mostly sunny. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton says he must build on yesterday's win at the Italian Grand Prix as he looks to overhaul his Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg in the driver's title race. Hamilton says his overall performance gives him confidence going into the next race. It was great to be in the car this weekend and have that pace, you know, uh, and be know that I have that pace and be able to get those laps in consistently and, and also the long run. Yeah, um, I need to make sure that I have that from every race from now on. Serena Williams won her sixth US Open and 18th Grand Slam title last night after beating Caroline Wozniacki in straight sets in New York. It moves Williams up to joint fourth in the all-time list of female major winners alongside Martina Navratilova and Chris Evert. Luton Town are still waiting for their first home league win of the season after losing 1-0 to Plymouth. Wickham Wanderers remain fifth in League Two after a 0-0 draw with Berry. Stevenage lost 3-2 at home against York and after Andy Bond was sent off, manager Graham Wesley says improvements on the pitch need to be made. We are making some silly mistakes at the moment. There's a little bit of confusion here or confusion there and we don't quite do the right thing in the right situation. I want the player who's going to play with conviction. So they're learning, they're improving, they're developing. This will be a good side, but you know the learning has got to a stop and the delivering has got to start sooner rather than later for the season to be a success but we'll get there Gordon Strachan says his Scotland team should be proud of their efforts after losing 2-1 to Germany in their first Euro 2016 qualifier Scotland's equaliser came from the Watford winger Akechi Anya I knew Fletch would hold the ball up because that's what he's about you know it was, it was a great pass and I just I just felt you know if I could get in front of my man which I managed to do he wouldn't be able to catch me and I saw him come out he looked massive and I just managed to put it in the corner and luckily it went in and England kick off their campaign against Switzerland this evening. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, can you... I'm still confused about Justin saying telepathy. Can you set up the store? What are we talking about this morning? 
Oh, hang on a minute. Let me do that. Some um, scientists have done a scientific investigation into telepathy or the power of mind-to-mind communication. Yeah. They reckon that because one of them thought ciao and the other one thought hola, yeah. that's job done. Yeah. Justin thinks, why do we need an experiment anyway? We all know it's fact. About telepathy. Telepathy. That's Mm. the thing that makes me uncomfortable. We've got that. What else have we got to do? And what have the Scots ever done for us? We've got loads of texts as well. Shall I I go through the list we've got so far? 08459 455555. Spiteri, Corbett, Shortbread, Crankies, Tyres, Bicycle, War, Tarmac, Granny Murray and the Proclaimers. Lulu was on the list. She has been taken off as she's actually uh, a Londoner. Well, yeah, she spent a lot of her time in Welland, apparently. So I'm sorry, Lulu, you're out. You're out. You're uh, out. You're out. The, the, bank, the Bank of England was founded by Scott, says Craig. He's back again and he's furious. Craig, Craig it's called the Bank of England, mate. The clue's in the title. You mean the, the Royal Bank of Scotland? Peter and Milton Keynes, the sooner we get rid of Scotland, the sooner we England get independence from Scotland, the better. Yeah. Peter, flipping the tables in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Mark, flipper. Mark in Bedford says there's a representation of Wales in the Union flag. Some could be added to fill the void left on removing the Scotch parts. And someone else, who's this? Uh, Grant says, I think that was Grant that came in that time, the Beatles tribute. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were good, uh, they were. He we says, should get them back, actually. I enjoyed that. Scott gave us the best author ever, Irving Welsh. Oh, he's, oh, come on. You, have you ever tried to read an Irving Welsh book? It's illegible. It's, it, cause he writes he in Scotch. Scottish. For goodness sakes, guys. He also likes the uh, gr- new grumpy Doctor Who Peter Capaldi. Maffin Hanslope, I like you, but you think I'm a raving nutter. Mm-hmm. What about the deep-fried Mars bar, eh? Stay with us, Scotland, and on your return to meat-eating... This is a question, personal question for you. Hello. Yes. Is your gammon steak choice egg or pineapple? Don't, I don't really like... Gammon is... Is gammon um, ham? Yeah, thick... It's like thick bacon. Pig. I don't really like pig. But you like bacon? I like bacon. I don't like pork. That's pig as well, isn't it? Yeah. I don't like pork. Yeah. Uh, foie gras, though, I'm. I'm. Uh, should I try it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. A heated debate about forty minutes ago. I was surprised that that young lady who was campaigning against cruelty to animals is not a vegetarian, which I'd imagine killing animals is quite cruel. Although she was representing a train of thought that believes there is a humane way to slaughter. There isn't. There isn't. You're killing it. That's where, where's the humanity in that? Well, killing it quickly and painlessly. Yeah, all right, I'll do that to you. See, oh. see, if, see if your kids, when, you, when they're crying, where's mummy, where's mummy? Don't worry, children, I did it humanely. Oh, that's all right then. As long as you What's eat every tea? little bit afterwards, it's all justified. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's in Winslow. Good morning, Richard. Well, I hate to raise a serious note for this this morning. But if, if you're going to sing... I'm really, I'm, I'm really not complaining about cruelty to children. That Catherine cannot keep separating those eggs from their mothers. She's got to start, she's got to start putting them in the same bag. Because there is a society for the protection of chickens, the NSPCC, National Society for the Protection of Children, cruelty to child chickens. She's got to stop putting those, she's got to put the chicken eggs back in with the mummies, because they're, they're very upset. They might be dead, but she's got to put right. them in the same plastic bag. Richard, thank you very much for, for that low-quality phone call. Quali- quality uh, low was in terms of the well, phone I mean, and the content. I mean, my habit of having to separate the two out of respect for them. When are people... This is the thing I got. I don't get right. When, people, when I was a vegetarian, 
Ah, but you eat eggs. You're eating baby chicks. No, I'm not. I'm eating a chicken's period. Excuse oh. my language. Oh. But I am. That's all it is. It's not. It's, it's a life that could have been. It's not. It's if uh, not for our greed. It's unfertilized. It's unfertilized. Only because we want it that way. Yeah, exactly. Could have been an. It could have been a life. Egg, well, oh, for goodness sake. Anyway, really. I just don't think it's right putting them together in the same bag. And that's just me. Uh, in fact, I don't think it is just me. I think there are more people out there with a similar view. You know, people who want a life. Phil says, when Catherine unpacks her shopping, which comes first, the chicken or the eggs? Phil, it may be one, maybe each other, but they do not see each other. Yeah. I make sure one is put away before the other one is extracted. I don't think everyone's taking this Scottish thing seriously. Uh, Yeah, Steve says, how about the family nests? Oh, that was good. You can rock it, you can knock it, you can go to Timbuktu, but you'll never find a Nessie in the zoo. That was the end one, but the first one was... Elspeth and Angus watch the notes go floating across the loch. Oh, gosh. Mum, stop it, you're embarrassing me. And you're not even my mum. Carpet no. Martin says, Scotland has given us headbutts, low-grade heroin and super grand. Come wow. on, that's not fair. No, Martin, you're not playing by the rules. Mick's from High Wycombe. Morning, Mick. Mick? Off, uh, uh, Charlene Pateri's name off the list there. What Scotland gave us? Because, let's face it, it's Pateri. It's not exactly a Scottish name, is it? It's yeah. Italian. You raise an excellent point. I know there is a huge Italian uh, community in Scotland. I believe it resulted, and this is not a joke, in the ice cream wars. There were famous ice yeah, cream I wars. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, but you're yeah, right. Where everybody turned vanilla or strawberry, I think, overnight. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so something like... You're yeah, right. So you could, not, so you could knock off old Mars Pateri's name and probably Peter Capaldi, because, OK, he's got a Scots accent, and he lives in England, he's got an Italian surname, so yeah. how Scottish is he? Spiteri and Capaldi, they're gone, fella. Can you think of anything that Scotland's given us? A headache. Thank you very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Mick will be here all, all week. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish to give us a call. So Spiteri's gone, Capaldi's... It's true that there were the famous ice cream wars in Glasgow when um, a, a load of... Um, well, that, they were like all these different rival ice cream companies, and because they're all Italian, there were links with the mafiosa, weren't there? That's true. You also used to um, pay for a... You did, they didn't have cornets. Did you know this? No. Oh, yeah, they used to give you a penny lick. This isn't even a joke. I used, to go to the, I used to go to school with a girl called Penny Lick. I used to go to university with a girl called Lick Men. We know this already. I used to go to school with a uh, gentleman whose name was Wayne. His last name was King. I have to separate them when I say them on the radio. Also, my friend... Richard Nick, Head. Richard my, Head. My friend Nick Taylor... Nick Taylor married his sweetheart Jenny. Oh. And she took his last name. OK, you win. Thank you. Anyway, the Penny Lick was a real thing. You would get a, um, a glass sort of cup thing... Yeah. ..and you'd give it a lick and then you'd give it back... But they stopped using them because of the spread of, I think it was like TB or something. That's my boys. My boys were swap- swapping lollipops the other day. Yeah. Guess I go on your lollipop. You, that is disgusting. But that's brothers. You're not doing it with randoms. Penny, I don't like the cone in the ice cream. I like I, a real cone. You know, the, the biscuity ones. Yeah, no. No, thanks. No, not the cheap ones. No, I don't, I don't like them. Don't like the taste of them. It's horrible. Just give me the ice cream. Give me a lick. Penny? Penny lick. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Thank you very much. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, my darling. What have you got for us? How are you? Um, I'm alright. I didn't get much sleep last night. Oh, well, babies kept you up today. No, they didn't. I was, I was doing a little, um, 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 I don't want to use the word show last night because that will, uh, will, it's not quite true. I did a little turn last night in a comedy club in, in that there London. 
Oh, did you? I did. I did a little 20-minute experiment, and it went quite well. Oh, well done you. You are very funny. Oh, well, it, it, you know, and I, I should say hello to all the very... Some very lovely people came down who listened to this show. People... Uh, Connor, in particular, is one who springs to mind. Uh, came down with his mum. Oh, loads of people lovely. came down listening to the show, loads of podcast listeners, and it was really nice to meet them all and say hello. And I did a little turn, and uh, there, there is my idea has got legs, so I shall do more turns. So, but I got home quite late, so I'm tired. Is so you're the a bit thing. shattered, really? A little bit shattered. But oh, what have you got on. for us? Well, I just want to say I'm so with Catherine. I've been doing that thing for years. Which thing? What, the, what, what thing the... that she does? Because she does some no, weird things. No, not that. Oh, thank God. Not putting chickens and eggs in the same bag. You, but you're, but the, Lynn, with the greatest respect, you're completely nuts, aren't you? Well, yes, that is true. So, well, I would expect that kind. Do you really do that? Yeah, I don't know why. It just seems cruel. Yeah, that, yeah. I think we're just thoughtful. I don't think we're mad, Lynn. I think we're just thoughtful. No, I respectful. think it's just being caring about them, isn't it? Where's, where's the caring and sharing? Well, because you've got the poor mummy, oh, who goodness. obviously you're going to eat. Yeah, yeah. And really enjoy it. Delicious. And you've got the babies in little shells. Yeah. But no, I am bonkers, but yeah. I do think it's quite important you have to show a bit of respect for them. Kelly, what are you telling me about a gummy bear? Because they've got faces and stuff. Yeah. They're quite cute. And one time me and my cousin were out and we accidentally dropped a gummy bear on the floor and felt so bad, so we went and put another one next to it. Yeah, God, I, double litter. Yeah, isn't that awful, No, Lynn? they were together. It was oh, no, I do things like that. It's like, if you know when you open some vegetables or something Yeah. and you've got a few left, we always leave two together. You leave vegetables together? Yes. Thanks for calling, Lynn. She wins. What, I don't... I've not been at the BBC long enough. What, is there a procedure that we have to initiate when we get a call like that? Do we have to call social services no, and ambulance? No, it's beautiful. She's thinking about company. She, so she got, she's got a couple of carrots in the fridge. She won't separate them. She'll have both carrots. Yeah. She won't leave a Brussels sprout on its own. Never leave a sprout behind. I mean, that is um, is wonderful. I can't throw out kids. You know, um, sometimes... You can't throw out kids. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you can't. You, you get overloaded with teddy bears. Yeah. I can't look at them as I throw them away. Uh, yeah. I have I, to turn their faces away. Yeah. I've, I, yeah, I chucked out a load of my teddies. Teddy the badger, uh, <gasps> the golly. All of those guys are gone. I'm a big Ted. And I miss, I miss, you couldn't meet their eyes, could you? No, I, I couldn't. The golly used to make me very uncomfortable anyway. I had one of those. I never liked it. Yeah. Some, uh, but but Teddy the Badger, he was a panda. Teddy the Badger. Yeah, Teddy the Badger. Oh, he was a panda. That's insane. There was a story behind him, and you still threw. Yeah, him I know. Away. I feel really bad. I got Scruff. Scruff's the main one. Scruff's the bad boy, right? Scruff is the one my mum made, and then my great grandmother knitted him a little soldier's uniform. Still got that. The boys have got that. He looks as good as new. But the other losers, I chucked him out. Oh, you're a hard man. Spiteri, you may have missed it. Spiteri's off the list. Italian. Capaldi's off the list. Italian. No, but they're Italian Glaswegians, aren't no, they? No, 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 no. We've got to, we've got to be, uh, we've got to be firm but fair here. Harsh. We're going to discriminate, are we? We're, well, no, it's not discriminate. We want to be. The yes. list of what Scotland has given us is very, very poor. Tonics. Oh, the tea cakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody give them tea cakes. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. The last fifteen minutes of the show. What, I'm going to give up on the telepathic powers because we've had no calls on that whatsoever. Although maybe she just needs to beam it out again. Ke- Kelly did an experiment on, earlier on, didn't she? Beam, she out, beam out a word. word. Okay, hang on. Ready? Squeeze it out. I'm thinking of the word now. Squeeze one out. 
Thinking of the word now. Go. Don't squeeze too hard. You're not very well. OK, the word is now out there, dear listeners. What was she squeezing out? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting from the M1, heading the southbound. Rather busy between Junction 12 at Flitwick and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. In Cannington, Luton Road at the moment is closed between Hyde Road and Woodside Road due to an accident that's happened there. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise. There's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. There's a broken down vehicle there. The A1M heading southbound there's a lane closed because of an accident between junction four at Hartford and junction three for st albans so far taking a look at the m40 that's queuing at the moment heading northbound from the denham roundabout to the m25 on the trains everything's running well no reported problems or delays nicola richards bbc3 counties radio thank you very much Forty-six. It's Monday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Conservative MP uh, for Milton Keynes North, Mark Lancaster, says national taxi guidelines need reviewing after a rapist was given a licence in the new city. There's been a rise in the number of children being split up from their siblings when being placed into foster care and the Scottish Yes campaign has been given a lead in the polls for the first time. 08459 455 555 What's the fuss about foie gras? And what has Scotland ever done for us? We'll take your calls on that and more after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Quite a chilly start this morning, although it looks like temperatures just about getting up into double figures. Around 9 or 10 Celsius in many places this morning. Have a little bit of cloud across parts of Buckinghamshire, but elsewhere it's blue sky and sunshine. And in Buckinghamshire, that's going to lift and burn away as well. So it's a really pleasant day, plenty of sunshine. And the temperature steadily climbing as well. We're looking at a maximum of 20 Celsius later on this afternoon. Clear skies overnight will lead to mist and fog patches forming again, particularly in the rural spots. Quite chilly as well temperatures down again into single figures at 8 Celsius and tomorrow a similar start to this morning actually a bit of mist and fog quite chilly but again the sun will burn through and quite a pleasant day temperatures up towards 20 Celsius and that's your forecast the penny lick every weekday morning it went ping did it ping again it did about about a week later it went ping again jonathan vernon smith i just don't know where or what to do now i went to speak to this retailer who had told sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee they didn't have any liability well we all know that's rubbish don't we the jvs show fights for your rights jonathan and i have got the whitest cleanest overhead door available. Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out. And any other problems, you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. You've done it in two weeks. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know, if we'd done this foie gras thing, I say mm, about five years ago, I think we would have got loads of people outraged and angered by it. Uh, we have no, we've had a couple of texts and, and some Facebook comments, uh, uh, some uh, Twitters, but um, no one's phoned in, which makes me think no one's that bothered anymore. No, do you remember the 90s? Flipping out, we were all animal rights, weren't we? Body shop. I bet as well, if we did a thing on fur coats, 
no one would be that bothered anymore. You're right, the 90s were the time when you would see all those people out on the street with their little petitions about uh, animal cruelty and animal testing and fox hunting and, and body shop and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that um, people aren't that bothered about those things anymore. Maybe it's because we know more about where stuff comes from, so it's not shocking anymore. We've got used to it. I thought when we were going to do the Fargo thing, I thought, oh, we'll get, we'll get a load of calls on this. Uh, and uh, it's, int- it's, it's kind of revealing, I think, that we haven't. Yeah. And again, I, I think if we did fur coats... I don't think it's not it's normally idealistic young people that are into these kind of things. And I'm guessing young people aren't bothered about that stuff anymore. If you'd have spoken to sixteen year old me, she'd be outraged. Oh man, alive. But then again, she didn't do the shopping. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's weird. It's weird. What do um what do young people get het up about then? MP3s? Netflix? Frexton. Frexton, yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Chickens and eggs. Yeah, go on. Oh, is we're, that what people are getting upset about? Yeah, we're not. Catherine alone. does not put her chicken and her eggs in the same shopping bag. She thinks it's cruel, disrespectful. Sharon says, "I would never have chicken and egg in the same meal, like chicken salad with hard-boiled eggs. It just doesn't seem right." Sharon, I know what you mean. I don't get the shoving uh, uh, one animal inside no, another animal. No, that's that odd. seems wrong, doesn't it? That seems... You can get a thing, can't you, where it's three birds yeah. inside, like you have a, like a quail and then like a pigeon and then a duck or something. Bernie Wittenstall loves it. He rams as much as he can inside one, <laughs> one animal. Flipping heck, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like an experiment. It is weird. I, I do find and the how whole... how much can you taste? I mean, it all, it's all going to taste like chicken. Pigs in blankets, that's weird. Was that sausages wrapped in bacon? Yeah, but, I mean, they were wrapped in each other to start with. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm still getting used to this whole world of meat, and it really is quite incestuous. Mm. Very, very bizarre. Are you ready? Very bizarre. Uh, oh, wait, 459, <laughs> 455. Here's some more bits. Uh, this is to do with Kelly um, and her... The, the word is now out there, yeah. isn't it, that she... Oh, yeah, she's, she, out of her she's, head. she is... Uh, you should have picked up the word a while ago, and it should be in your head now. The what word, is the word? The word is now out there. And it's, it's, it's zooming through the ether. It's stuck in someone's head now. Yeah. David Hemmel. Um, no, I can't read that one out either, but um, that might be the word that's in your mind. Oh. And I wouldn't blame you. Oh, dear. Is the word Kelly is thinking of chunky monkey-licious? Chunky monkey-licious! No. No. And Phil in Dunstable was the word hot pants. Phil's got hot pants oh. on his mind at ten to nine in the morning. Phil, put your hot pants away. The summer is over. We're into winter now, baby. We're in to winter. pair of opaque tights, you're hot to trot till December. No, I don't like that. I don't, well, I, I do, I don't. It's not appropriate, really. It's not appropriate. Justin, hot pants this time of year. Morning, boss. Hello, mate. Hot pants? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, are you wearing them now? No. Good lad. You are right. No. What's wrong? Well, I'm just a little bit angry, still. Well, because you can't say the word telepathy, you say telepathy. Listen, there are certain words that we pronounce in our own unique way. Yeah, and some you mispronounce, and one of them is telepathy. You yeah, pronounce you, telepathy. You can't say February. No, I can't. I, I, how many R's are there in February? Oh, I don't know. Go on, you tell me. Well, do, you, do you tell me? One. No, two. Two. February. No. February. Listen, I've worked on your programme for a long time. Yeah. Whenever February comes around... You change that, but... Whenever February comes around, we always get complaints from people because no, we don't. every single morning good morning it's 7:45 it's the 15th of february so what do you say? how do you say it then february 
Say again? February. Well, February. you're not You're not saying... February. He's saying February. He's saying February. Watch your phones light up right now, because if you have Mate, got regular listeners... you're not saying the R. If you have got regular listeners, they'll know that I'm right on this one, but you say that you are right on it. Everyone has their own unique twist on their own words. Kelly, okay? I'm feeling how you're looking now, because he's getting right on my... Uh, well, um, again, um, you come in this morning saying that people cannot read people's minds. I've been out into the streets for you, yet again giving you evidence. You bullied just, some simple-minded no, loons, Justin. That's what you la- did. No, you see, you're, you're laughing again, but I, I've given you the evidence and you're starting right. to wind me up. All right, all right, calm down. We've sent okay. you out on a mish. Right? Yeah, cool. Scotland is on the front pages of the papers. Mm-hmm. I'm bored, sick and tired of this whole Scottish <laughs> thing. Let them go if they want. I couldn't have killed. I couldn't have killed. Yeah. <laughs> We're asking this morning, what has Scotland ever given to us? Oh. Not a great list so far. They have given us something wonderful. Yeah. 1988. Yes, it was a long time ago. They gave us a year. They gave us Danny Wilson, the group. Mary's Prayer. Oh, for crying. I'm not, How I'm not, great is that? I'm not putting that on the list. <laughs> Another thing they've given us, I'll put this on the list. <laughs> A Mrs. Brown's Boys from Scotland. That, Mrs. Brown's Boys? They're Scottish, aren't they? No, oh, Irish. Mrs. Brown? She's Irish. Uh, I'm thinking, no. I'm thinking, no. Who are you thinking of then? I'm going to put Mrs. Brown's boys on the list. Okay. No, it's the Bruins. <laughs> they, they give us the Bruins. Tell you what they do. Ooh, Willie. Yeah, Ooh, Willie. Ooh, Willie. Oh, Willie. Um, and the Beano. Who else? Kenny English. Filipinos. No, the Beano. Right. I, I'm Dennis, put, the wee menace. I, okay, I'm, Justin, you've taken this to the streets. <laughs> Mrs. Brown's boys is on the list yeah. until I have it confirmed either way that they are or are not, not Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> What did you come up with? Um, not a lot. Um, yeah, as you say, I've taken this one to the streets, and uh, it's quite a brief report, as I predicted. As they um, yeah, here's what. Excuse me. Uh, here's what people came up with. Richard, hi, Richard. Scotland. What have they ever given us? I know you're a three counties fan. Ian's been talking about it. You, oh, you look know. puzzled. Um, so, what have they given us? Um, marmalade. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Going well. No, none, basically. Do you care no. if they go their own way? I think it would be bad for the union, yes. Yeah, as, um, economically, basically, but, um, yeah, you know, they've got a free vote. It's up to them to make the decision. Uh, OK, Scotland. They've given us a lot of things. We've given culture, tradition. Such as? Well, Scottish tradition, they've got history, they've got so much tradition, but I've got to go. I'm late for work. Sean Connery... Blimey, actually. <laughs> Sean Connery's the best Connery. you can come up with. He's not, not bad to come up with, is it? Anything else that, that, that Scotland have given us which you enjoy Travis. on a regular basis? Travis. I'm really struggling to think. Do you care about Scotland? I think it's a no, isn't it? I Not much, no. My dad. Fantastic. That's a great <laughs> answer. I, mean, I presume you care about Scotland, then? Me? Not yeah. really, no. <laughs> Even though the fact your dad's from Scotland, you don't yeah. care? No, not really, no. You can't have um, Sean Connery. He lives in the Caribbean. Right, OK. So he's gone. He's, so yep. out of that, we had... Marmalade. Uh, <laughs> and Travis. Travis. <laughs> Do you Travis were going to be massive and then Coldplay came along and kind of stole their Boring Thunder, didn't they? Yeah, you see, boring bands. Um, there could be a phone. Boring bands that, that people go for. As Tech Camera Catherine's just said, well done. Yeah, this could hey, be can we do that tomorrow? Yeah. Boring bands. Let's yeah. get that fella that we've not had for a while. There's a music journalist we get that no one else gets and he's really good. 
Kelton know he is. Let's get him on and talk mm. about boring bands. Because people always talk about Coldplay being dull play. Yeah. But so many people go and buy their albums. Oh, yep, morning, sir. Uh, so many people buy their albums and go and watch their concerts. The is Lighthouse there, Family. Is there something? Yeah, great example. <laughs> yeah, morning, sir. Morning. Um, is there an example in, um, well, is there a point to being boring? Because yeah. people go for it, don't they? Well, Bland is the new rock. Justin, we'll yeah. do that tomorrow. That's a cracking one. Thank you very much. There's a music journal we used to get. We've not had him for ages, and he's brilliant. And he will get that. Kelsey knows. Kelsey remember. You remember him, don't you, Kelsey? Yeah, yeah, all right, wicked. Philomena's on the line. Morning, Philomena. Morning to you. What have you got for us? Bass City Rollers. Oh. Scotland. Yeah, another boring band. Yeah, Bass City Rollers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not looking good for the Scotch. I just want to say that uh, Mrs. Brown's boys are Irish. Are they definitely Irish? Definitely Irish. Brendan O'Carroll is from Dublin. Okay. And they, they play, they are Irish characters, are they? Uh, yes. How yes. do you know this, Philomena? Uh, because I'm Irish and... But you've got a Scottish accent. Do I? It sounds Scottish. I've probably got a conglomerate of accents. I've lived in different places in the world. Oh, I see. What's the most glamorous place you've ever lived in? Um, I think Greece is nice. Whereabouts in Greece did you live? Mainly on Crete for two winters. Wow. It sounds exotic. I went to Greece for two weeks and I came back two years later. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I was thinking Catherine's got a question that I probably can't I'm ask, but she can. Bomb. Two words, Shirley Valentine? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. No, I'm not Shirley Valentine. What, was there, was there a gentleman? What made you stay then? I'm sorry? What made you stay then, Philomena? Oh, I just loved the, um, the culture, and I worked all over there on restaurants and stuff, but um, I love <laughs> the climate, the culture, I love the food. The men? I'm sorry. Did you? Did was there a special gentleman over there? No. Oh. No. No. I was just young and carefree, and part of my misspent youth. Right. It's good food. My wife's half Greek. It's good food, isn't it? Oh, it's polyore or calipitico. Oh, audio. Oh, no, I was going to say something rude. Polyoreo. Polyoreo. That means good. Yes. I'm glad. Yes. yes. Philomena, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Well, she's lived a life, hasn't she? Didn't fancy I'm, the Greek men, though, apparently. Maybe I'm... They're very hairy. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing Ireland with Scotland. Yeah. That could be it. Should we go through the list? This is what we've got that Scotland have given us so far. Ronnie Corbett, shortbread... The Crankies, Tyres, War, <laughs> Tarmac, Granny Murray, The Proclaimers, Marmalade and Travis. Here's uh, Les McEwen, Bay City Rollers, Rubbish Lager, <laughs> Simple Minds, We Jimmy McGregor and The Bruins. Do you know what? Scotland, you're welcome to your independence. Bye-bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, busy and moving at the moment between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstall Road. In Cannington, Luton Road is closed at the moment between Hyde Road and Woodside Road following an accident that's happened there. The A1M very heavy at the moment, um, heading southbound between Junction 9 at Letchworth and Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, looking very slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Just checking on the trains, everything's running well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. That's it. That's your lot. Busy show today. Lots of calls. I'm sure there'll be lots of calls for JVS. If you want to get in touch with them, start dialing now. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Cows. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Scoynes. We'll be back tomorrow at six. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, are you now worried that Scotland will vote for independence? 